Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Brass and Unity podcast. And this episode of the Brass and Unity podcast is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting, Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to an unarmed forces by providing you with military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast and in support of women in the developing countries. Head over to combatflipflops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. And by Jackson Row, Vancouver Design Jackson Row clothing caters to a relaxed bohemian lifestyle. Large doses of love go into every piece, featuring comfortable favorites like sweaters, dresses, play suits, and even stuff for men and children. Made up of natural tones and a flowy West Coast vibe, Jackson Row uses only the highest quality materials to ensure you stay comfortable and looking great. Be sure to use the code UNITY at jacksonrow.ca and get yours today. And by Mala Candles, inspired by everyday surroundings, nature, travel, and a minimalist aesthetic, Mala Candles are made from hand-poured soy, lead-free cotton wicks, and essential oils. Mala also plants a tree for every single candle sold, while investing in as many sustainable materials as possible. And we around here at BNU, we use these in the office, at home, and they smell incredible. Be sure to use the code UNITY and grab yours today at malathebrand.ca. And by PAX, the best loose leaf and extract vaporizers on the planet. The small discreet size isn't much bigger than a lipstick, and I would know, combined with premium materials, app control, multiple heat settings, and much, much more, make the PAX experience the purest and simplest available. Get the iPhone of vaporizers today at PAX.com, that's P-A-X.com, and enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support our podcast. And by Heads Up Guides, Heads Up Guides is a resource providing men with information and practical tips on how to manage and prevent depression. This is a dedicated online tool devoted to helping men get the help that they need. Find someone to talk to and navigate difficult times. For more information, head over to headsupguys.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Brass and Unity podcast. This week, my guest was named James. Yep, just James. I got the opportunity to sit down with a Royal Marine who had served in Afghanistan between 2005 and 2009, was subsequently uh, told to leave the military due to injuries. Um, Well, he was shot. He got shot. So um, this is a podcast I do want to share a very um, intense warning for. It does have explicit material. It does have explicit language. It has views and... Other things that could be quite troubling for those under the age of 18, I would even say a little bit older. Um, James has been through some incredible things as a special operator, and I was more than grateful to have him in studio to have this conversation. There is no video for him as we like to keep his his face private as he was a special operator and wants to keep some privacy. It was a very intense conversation. That coming from me it means a lot if you know anything about me. So please cautiously take a listen to this podcast. Um, with open ears, there is some tough realities that we spoke about, and there are some tough topics that we had conversations about. This is a massive trigger warning for veterans and first responders. Please, if you feel at any moment while you are listening to this podcast that this is taking you to a place that you haven't been in a while or don't want to visit again, please stop listening to it immediately. We have plenty of other episodes. Um, This is important when clicking onto James's podcast with Brass and Unity. Like I said, it is very graphic. 
and it is very forward. So please listen with caution. And if you do feel at the end of the episode that you have been triggered, please make sure to use the resources below, which we will attach. Um, reach out, call a friend, but don't allow those things to trigger you to a point where it becomes unhealthy and dangerous for you and those around you. So please take this very seriously. Heed this warning. If you are not in a position to listen to these stories, please do not do so. Otherwise, uh, please welcome my friend James and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brass and Unity podcast. I'm Kelsey Sharon, your host. And today I've got a guest that is, I would say, pretty much the same human being as me. The only difference is he's a male. Um, and I, I want to talk to this guy and I want everybody to know this guy. But uh, unfortunately, he's that cool of a human being and, and that dangerous of a human being <laughs> that his uh, actual appearance cannot be shown on today's episode. Um, okay, so <clears throat> this is James, everyone. Please say hello to James. He was a recce operator in the Royal Marines from 2005 to 2009. So if you don't know what that means, it's basically like the people who move around in the shadows, and, and that's why we can't show his face. So please welcome James. Hello, everyone. Hello, James. James is an uh, absolute total badass in every way. Um, so James, yeah, let's chat. Let's chat, my friend. I'm really excited to have you on. Thanks for coming. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, sorry you can't film my wonderful face. Oh, I you're promise wonderful. you all I'm very good looking. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. James's <laughs> wife and I are very good friends, and um, the idea of making a comment on that would be inappropriate at the least. Although I will say I have worked with uh, these guys before, and um, I can tell you that... They don't, they're not small. They're not small. So just picture like a, you know, exactly what you think in like, uh, like a Captain America. We went over this last time, one of our last episodes of Captain America. I, I couldn't remember the actor's name for the life of me. That's it. Chris Evans? Yeah, see, yeah. he got it way yeah. faster than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had Coleman. I was like, Coleman, come on, help me. I, I feel incompetent Damn right it, now. It, pretty much. And that's what, and that's what that was. So, um, so yeah, so picture that. Uh, and if, and if you don't want to picture that again, you can look at this face the whole time um okay my friend i want i've got so many questions uh honestly to i feel like you know everything about me and i feel like um i know everything about your family and i know everything about your kids and um your wife and i just i want to know more about you so first off before we do that james and i met in a real weird way sure did (laughs) sure did (laughs) you want to take that away james yeah sure I, i can handle that one uh so I'm from the UK, in case my accent doesn't give it away. Not um, obvious at all. I, uh, like Kelsey said, I served in the Royal Marine Commandos for just under four years. Um, due to injury, I left. And then kind of after that, wandered a bit, did a bit of private contracting, ended up in California, where I met my wife. Uh, and then out of California, I moved to Canada, British Columbia. And about 10 years after living here, my wife got a job as a manager of a restaurant and Kelsey and her husband happened to frequent that restaurant. Quite frequently. When I say frequent, like we go, we, we were going there for like a minute, like 
a couple times a week. Oh, yeah. But it's it's not like a junk food restaurant. It was good. It was like this. They had this one chicken meal, man. It was just. Oh, God, that chicken it's meal the only, is so good. It's the only chicken. We, Brady and I still go. And yeah. it's the only thing we get. We sit down. They were like, will you like menus? I'm like, not no, at all. I know exactly Bring what me I'm this. Getting. There's certain places that you just don't change. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. Because it's not worth the risk. No. There's nothing the worse than is, paying for food you didn't enjoy. No. But, get, but then you got to make up some excuses like, oh, there was like a hair in my food. Yeah. And then you don't want to do that. It's not really loving, you know, the way this tastes. <laughs> I'm Damn not. I'm really loving the way the jus hit like the back of my throat. <laughs> just one of those situations. Such a South Surrey, like. Oh yeah, just such a South Surrey dickhead. Oh, you're really narrowing down. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, no, I don't live in South Surrey. You live in South Surrey, England, <laughs> yeah. right? South Surrey, England. Yeah. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, one night, I guess Amanda and Kelsey yeah. got talking about uh, what Kelsey did, and I guess Amanda dropped that I was a veteran as well, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You were of the club. Yeah. And you were one of the one of the many. <laughs> so I guess her and Brady had a lot to talk about. <laughs> I always feel so bad when I end up meeting um, the male side of a friendship. And it's because I, I know that person from the service. Yeah. And I become really tight with the wife. But then I also become really tight with the husband. I always have this weird, I'm like, I'm sorry I'm friends with everyone's husbands. <laughs> it's like, it's not. It's like, I have to be super apologetic to well, the fact that. Like, I feel bad. I because And listen, you can say that that doesn't. But people always have a, a feeling and of women in the military of being around men. And whether things are true or said or not, there's always that kind of stigma. That definitely is. And, yeah. I, and I think it also, it. it, it is the same coming out of the military and so so anyway yeah so i, <laughs> I but it's not to your that. fault you have that like unspoken bond that you just have with every other veteran you'll ever meet right well like, with most other veterans i would meet there's some that i fucking throw you know true i mean there's shit bags everywhere unfortunately yeah right? yeah so that's how we met yeah and so then i think i came in one night and you, you were there yeah we just happened to be there again and amanda was like oh that lady i was telling you about here do you want the to go crazy say hi? lady and what's funny is i actually did not want to i was in such a bad mood yeah you were a moody i had been spending like amanda was at work for quite a while yeah and yeah. like the boys were starving my mother-in-law was being a real dick yeah. and so i was like okay I'll go say hi because Amanda asked me to, and I'm sure it'll be. It's the right thing enough. to do. My yeah. wife asked me to. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and it'll be pleasant enough, I'm sure. Yeah. Because you never know. It's a mixed bag when you meet another veteran. How it's they're going to be. You don't know, and and people don't understand that. And I don't even know that the veteran community really truly realizes that until you, if you really sit back and go and think about everyone you've met, you will get a mixed reaction for so many different reasons. Yeah. Like I've met guys that like I've just seen across the room, and let's say he's wearing like a patch or a hat or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm going to go over and say hi. Yeah. And he does not want to talk about yeah. his military experience. You can see it. And he's just like, it basically gives you fuck off. Like, like in, he gives in the you first the, three seconds. Yeah, like, forehead. And, and so I'm just like, oh, well, fuck. I guess fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> go back over here. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> me then, right? Why would I even? Yeah. And because I was already in the mood, I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. But yeah. I went over and luckily you're super friendly and welcoming. Yeah. And, and we got to talking and we realized we were actually both in theater in at afghanistan the at the same time i was way um, less cool <laughs> i was like you can see my face and you can know my name but you can't know his because that's how cool he is well and there's like a fair blackout period on a lot of mm-hmm. like 
what's what I have and used to do. Okay, so let's let's hop right let's let's take that segue. Let's hop right into it. So we met that way. Blackout period. What's a blackout period for people who don't know? Okay, so uh, if you go on a mission that's got a certain confidentiality levels, secret or top secret. Um, not that I've done much top secret work, but, no, but I've certainly had but it certain reports, you know, yep. that have been classified and uh, blackout period typically is 10 to 50 years where those uh, the specifics of that mission can't be disclosed so you can you can still tell your friends and your family stories can but you? you can't name specifics of like this target this location these timings this, this unit and when you say location you can't even say the country you could say the country you can say the country yeah and like you could even you know i could say oh, i was in hellman province yeah and I was doing this. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't say this person, this time, this place. Yeah. That, uh, there's too many specifics. Yeah. Start Googling. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, uh, you know, it's amazing what you can find online. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, look at, not to jump around, but look at, uh, was it WikiLeaks? Yeah, exactly. You know, that. And, that uh, uh, Julian Assange and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And those videos and whatnot. Like, that stuff gets, that stuff gets pushed around. Like, well, things. and it's crazy. You think, like... Uh, not you know, saying that was not bad no, no. that that came out because that was that was that was wrong and but the, you know the Eddie Gallagher thing right yeah and there was mm. a story very similar in the UK uh, can bunch you of, can you can you touch on what that is Just, Eddie Eddie Gallagher yeah uh, so I as far as For I what remember you know, yeah, yeah as far as I remember he got accused of killing. Uh, wasn't it a was prisoner of war? Mm -hmm. um, I may be confusing this with the Royal Marines story. No, it's okay. Well, um, there's there's a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know the Royal Marines story better, but he so a group of Royal Marines basically had a dying prisoner uh, they, in Afghanistan. Or in Afghanistan, they had already treated him, um, and he had died. Um, okay. As far as I understand the story, okay. Uh, two Royal Marines got sent to military prison for it. One was a sergeant. And uh, fuck, it was just such bullshit because the video was of a body cam. That oh, they some... had a, somebody had a body cam on. Yeah. Okay. And now so we're somehow the video got put online, and the news oh, got hold no. of it, which is what always happens. It always right? happens. That's and, with body cams. And then the news starts controlling the narrative, and, and so yeah. fucking raw marines execute prisoner of war. Like, what does it show in that video? Have you seen that video? Yeah, it shows them treating the guy, and then they're talking about, okay, well, what do we do with fucking numpty bollocks here? Like, yeah. Uh, and so did they give like um, uh, what, what I'm what I was uh, gonna ask was uh, did they was there a percentage of life given like uh, oh yeah a they, they treated him like because he had multiple gunshot wounds he wasn't gonna survive like, he was gonna bleed out yeah and so I'm fairly certain he had become like pulseless yeah so and then the sergeant I believe who was one of the ones who was arrested uh, like double tapped him oh okay. which I know in many military units it's not a common practice but you have to think about like but you're working okay yeah we okay so it's not a common practice but there is a idea and and correct me if i'm wrong that i would rather be sure yeah then turn around and fucking get shot in the back yeah or this guy's got a grenade and he hucks it. And he in the hucks room it, and then to, yeah, or, or some, you know, and yeah, that's it's messy, but that's the reality, and people don't like to hear it. And I, and I'm sorry, I will make sure to put a very explicit warning at the beginning of this podcast. 
uh, Coleman, please remind me, um, because this is a conversation that needs to happen. This is a conversation that doesn't need to be censored, but there needs to be a clear warning at the beginning of it. And this is why I wanted to have you on is because this stuff happens. Yeah. Normally. Totally. But they just got caught. And, and that's the issue, I think, with like the world. With, I remember I joined the Royal Marines. Like camera phones were kind of the razor was about as good as it got at the time yeah 2005 right yeah because i mean oh my god i didn't even get a cell phone until oh i remember the first one they didn't have they didn't even have the uh they didn't have a camera yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the, it was I, like the nokia 3210 yeah yeah like i was still rocking the 3210 when i joined the marines I, <laughs> my god i think i found a couple i have some photos of those uh, that we confiscated from um some afghanis oh, really? like just like old <laughs> like nokia phones yeah. and i'm like why do i have this why is this still existing right now in 2009 and so people are always asking me like oh well, how come you don't have any pictures of like your time in the military i'm like well first of all it's not really a stop and take pictures kind of yeah you know holiday yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not it's, we don't go on holiday to do that it's not and uh second, so secondly yeah it's like i remember just the camera phones being absolute dog shit yeah like, they're all pixelated yeah yeah and so i do i, like, I have a couple of phones back in the uk at my yeah. parents house yeah and uh i know if i went and got them like i could probably get the mm -hmm. pictures off of them but so like, I want to see some of those pictures, yeah, like, I feel like that would be some ruthless <laughs> photojournalism. Yeah, that's some pretty good shit. <laughs> that's some finessness. That would be that would be great because like you would go to look at it and there's no way you could touch that up. Like the pixelation would oh, be so poor. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, I'd appreciate that though. So, so double tapping. Um, common practice, you think, in all NATO countries? <sighs> I mean, here's the thing. I've worked with... You can only tell me your personal experience, fair enough, yeah. and I can only tell you mine. So we're only speaking from that, but... I would say common practice, yes. Common policy, no. No, it's not. It's, it's a, like unspoken thing? Yeah, like here's the thing. It's like I've worked with a lot of the U.S. Special Forces people. Like Navy SEALs? Navy SEALs, uh, a couple of times with their Delta guys, and oh, a couple ooh. of times with their Rangers, the Rangers and their... Yeah. Uh, MARSOC guys. Okay. Uh, so they're U.S. Marines, yep. like uh, basically what I do for U.S. Mm -hmm. Marines. Um, and all very switched on and yeah. very fucking squared away and they all do the same thing. Can like, I interrupt you yeah, for a second? Because yeah. <laughs> I just had a moment of just like sheer happiness and I feel like I need to express it because like I just got like oh, goosebumps. Like I haven't, I, I, I did a podcast recently with another vet and I, I hadn't done one in a while. The last time I did one was with Tim uh, K with the Veteran Project. Anyway, I just did one with the Vet Pivot and um, the guys there and Matt and them and Dynamite. And I forgot how much like I enjoy that interaction. Like I'm genuinely just so, I'm sorry, I'm just so <laughs> grateful right now. Like, hear, like hearing the way you talk about the stuff that we used to do in the lingo I used to hear all the time. And it's just it being so far removed from it now. Yeah. I just, and, and so few veterans that I trust to have those conversations with. I just, sorry, I just had a, like a, a moment that was so like visceral where you're just like, the guys are switched on. And I'm just like, oh my God, he gets it. He gets it. He gets everything I'm talking about. I'm a smart guy. I get it. You know? <laughs> I, get it. I get how you feel. So I just, I don't know. I think that's important to acknowledge that stuff because it's very few vets you get to have these types of open conversation with, especially the caliber that you are. Totally. So I just, I, I just want to say thank you again. Sorry, continue. I'll stop interrupting. But no, no, I feel the same way. Like, and I totally get it. Like, it's very few people, especially like in the civilian world, it's like very alienating almost for veterans because you have to kind of put that side of yourself away. Because if you like, show it. 
like people don't get it for one. Have you ever seen the memes are the best? I love oh, it. Fucking, yeah. There's a what's that one? Um, oh my god, I can't think of the actor. He actually was, I believe. I want to say he actually served, but he's got a mullet. It's curly, and he's just standing there, and he's one. He's one of the funniest comedians, and he just looks at you, and it's a meme, and it's like after serving with like the army or whatever, um, trying to serve with civilians all day, just one hour into it, just, can you guys just fucking work with me? Just <laughs> please just get it together for like 30 fucking seconds because I can't take this <sighs> anymore. And it's it's frustrating because if you show that side of you, you're deemed too harsh, like yeah. really crude. You swear too much, especially as a woman, you swear too much or you... Um, you need to be more ladylike. You need to uh, be less hard. Um, you yeah, need to have emotions. You don't have emotions. You don't have emotions. Like, people don't like you because you're like you're too severe. You've or got whatever. like yeah, like, you're too aggressive. Or my favorite is you're too combative. Yeah, I'm like you start a conversation combative, and yeah. I was like I start you're a conversation. You're about to see combative. <laughs> I'll show you combative, but I start a conversation pointing all my fingers at you like this, and the yeah. reason is is because if I just point any of them back, I'm not no, doing anything. No, no. This is. All your fault. That's why we use the knife hand. You're getting yeah. the knife hand. This is your <laughs> fault. Yeah. So you get it. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Like, that's probably the hardest part about civvy life is like mm -hmm. you put away like who you feel like you really are and just to appease everyone you know, else, your civvy boss or your civvy girlfriend or whatever. Right? Yeah. You got to find that person. Luckily, you found that person where you can be batshit <laughs> with. And, and I found that person I can be a little you know cracked with but i think that's what makes makes us who we are now so let's let's talk about delta and um let's talk about this so you, you you've worked with these guys yeah so uh working with you know more or less any other and even regular infantry like i've worked with the rifles like like yourself and what about the jtf uh yeah i've the been on like on op with them okay but never actually interacted with them outside of like being in the fob together you know, like which fobs were you in with them? Uh, so I was in Inkerman for about a week with them okay. while we were just uh, waiting on command, mm -hmm. and then um, I think I saw them in Canada House. Oh, um, and then I, funnily enough, I ran into two of them. Uh, no, yeah, well, in Canada, <laughs> I was working wildfire up in Burns Lake uh, in 2018, mm -hmm. and they had like the worst fires they've had in forever. Yeah, it's been and bad lately. Fucking yeah. scumbag Trudeau came to visit. And so, so what you're saying is you love Justin Trudeau. No, so let's just make one thing clear: I hate with a passion Justin Trudeau and everything he stands for. But I get we're not talking politics. No, we'll talk about we'll get because <laughs> today, bro, today's election day. <laughs> exactly, cool, it's man. election day in America. It's Trump 2020. Day. Oh uh, God, here we go. Oh so. man, I'm gonna have such a great mix of this because this is why he's a Trump guy. Okay, huge Trump guy. Huge Trump guy. But you have to consider the alternative. I no, have no well, they, choice no, there but to is be a no, Trump guy. Yeah, well, right now there is no alternative. But I've got, I've got, I've got listeners in Texas that are going, "Woo, this guy's <laughs> And then I've got friends of mine in Canada going, "How can you yeah, have him on disgusting. your show? How can you be friends with him? Yeah. How he is such a he's a fascist." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh God, probably this. a huge closet racist." Oh yeah, like, yeah, you closet racist yeah. for sure. That's definitely why we hang out. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's anyway so we'll get into that but it's election days guys like no joke last night was kind of excited for today yeah and are you ready for civil war too yeah because like. you know why we're gonna get a fucking answer yeah there's gonna be an answer i'm just tired of this workup like this this i mean don't get me wrong those debates have been legit oh hilarious they have been so absolutely good. brilliant um 
I'm sorry. My I, favorite I, was Pence Harris, and he <laughs> fucking handled her. It was so good. Handled her. Oh my god, this is gonna be awesome. Um, so I'm going to be banned from so many places. I was gonna say you're gonna get any sponsorship after this. No, no, <laughs> because hey, I think it's okay. I think you are. I think. We need to have more open and honest conversations. I think if we all continue to separate ourselves and not have these conversations and not be willing to look I at agree. each other and disagree, well, then you're just you're just following the crowd. I'm cool with having people I disagree with on my show because at the end of the day, it's to better it's the betterment of hopefully me giving listeners out there some type of education or different viewpoint from what they have, and maybe that'll you know maybe sway or it's not meant to sway, but it's meant to educate. Yeah, and we're engaging in Western civilization. The foundation yes. of Western civilization is free exchange of thought and idea, right? And Absolutely, and I think that's totally acceptable. From my point of view, the left that wants to shut that down. Oh, here we go. Okay, let's get back <laughs> let's to... Get back to so let's get back so to I, so the I was military. in Lake, yeah. and uh, Trudeau came to visit, and it was, we, we were told he might do it in person with our unit crew. Right? And he actually, so he, he wanted to meet you guys because you guys are like the coolest of the cool. Well, and there's I, no other way I anybody mean, else would allow, like you guys wouldn't interact like, with them. Uh, wildfire is not the way to go, but <laughs> it is, but it is a fun job. Right? So anyway, uh, and people obviously had gotten to know me and yeah. know my uh, political leanings. Oh, okay. And so they were like, if, if we meet him, you're not allowed to meet him. I, you know, but see, I was kind of hoping that you would have said, if 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 we're going to meet him, you're going to be the guy to hit I know, his honestly. Because that would have been I, funny. I, I straight up said, is if we meet him, because it's going to obviously be in like uh, news, media, all that It'll shit. It'll be out right? there. And I was like, I'm going to shake his hand. I'm going to pull him into me. And I'm going to whisper, I was gonna say, you're a bitch in, in his ear. Because <laughs> what's he going to do? Well, you can't do he can't, anything. He can't do He's going to shake his hand. He's going to finish. He's going to have to smile gonna it gonna off. He's going to smile like this on the camera and go, Exactly, and I'll Thank be like, you. you're a bitch. Yeah, but I figured if you were going to, that's what I figured they were going to say is, you're going to shake his hand, and I can just picture you because you're, James's arms are double mine, um, and Trudeau is smaller than mine. So um, you would have just broken him, and I, I would have expected you to crush, to crush the hand of the prime minister. That's exactly it what just, I was like. Yeah. I really hope, but I, it yeah. didn't, anyway, it didn't happen. Okay. We ended up... Uh, so we were on a fire in Houston, which is like an hour north of Burns Lake. Okay. And uh, while he was visiting, like our deployment ended. So we came back at three days off. Oh. And so in the build up to incoming, you, you start to notice. So like as a veteran, at least you start to notice like, oh, changes Secret happening. Service fan, more police. Yeah. Uh, You're noticing uh, the vehicle uh, changes. And then you saw JTF2 guys as well. Two of them that I actually knew. Okay. I couldn't remember their names, but I recognize their faces. And, uh, you mean the beards, the walking yeah, beards? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, look, operators. And my <laughs> wife's like, what? What are they? <laughs> Not more. Like, it's so painfully obvious when an operator walks into a fob or walks oh, into yeah. literally anywhere <laughs> because they're the only people allowed beards. Yeah. Well, men, I mean, if I could grow one, I mean. I mean, yeah, you could. I think they would it. let me. I'd yeah. rock it. I'd run it. <laughs> but if they would let me. But, you know, but they have these like bushy beers and their hair is long and it's so painfully obvious. Yeah. I used to look like a local. Yeah. Like, I can. I, and so my facial features. A local features what though? A local. So an Arab. Okay. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So um, like you Middle would Eastern, think gentlemen. this guy's Afghani. Yeah. Afghani. Because like, I had a big like pusser's tan, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> a huge beard and long hair. Yeah. And if I was dressed in like Man civvies, jams. yeah, you would think 
Yeah. Oh, this guy's this guy's, this guy's a local. <laughs> this guy fits right in. <laughs> he literally is the definition of what we need. He yeah. fits right in. And then you open your mouth and all hell goes. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, fuck. All goes out, out, out the window. But it is painfully obvious because they have zero respect for every other rank in the military. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, they're just like, and you know what? I can't say it's wrong. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's but, the latest coming out. Like, this is the part that I was waiting for. It only took... What, what it only like 20 took like in? 25 minutes before the full the full force of the special <laughs> operator came out. I'm so excited he's here. Please welcome the actual special operator portion of James. Let's talk about that. So, so, so here's the thing. It's like you were in an artillery regiment. I don't disagree, though. No, I, I hold a lot of respect for you guys. And this is why. The sheer amount of training and um, like the the percentage that actually truly make it through for a reason like it's yeah. it's the i know the physical training is beyond and what people kind of realize don't realize is it's it's actually not the physical part that sucks it's no, the mental part it's the mental part and that's 100%. why they do yeah they just use the physical to break you down mentally because if you can't cope with that you can't pass anything precisely so it takes a very special person you could look like a train and think you're going to make it through and you could be the first to bow out yeah fuck we had a guy in my recruit troop and he looked like fucking like the soldier. elite level crossfitter you know like he yeah. he was yoked and he looked great yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this guy's going to have an easy time. And this guy's going to kill it. And like by week 15, he wrapped his tits in. He was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Like, Can't handle it mentally. Uh, yeah. And it was nothing to do with the physical. Like he was rocking the bottom field, but he couldn't oh, wow. handle fucking being cold and wet constantly, woken mm -hmm. up at fucking two in the morning to Just... be beasted for an hour. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, like God, it's been such and, a minute. And people always ask me like, oh, like, what's it, what's like recruit training? Like, I'm like. Have you ever been like cold and wet for eight months? Like that's what it's like. In the, enti the entirety <laughs> of a pregnancy, just cold, wet, and I'm exhausted. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no other way to to put it. If you don't enjoy being soaking wet, head to toe, and then in minus degrees, yeah, like it's and not the UK for you. UK is fucking cold all of the time. Well, so. that's the thing. It's not like you guys are Aussies. Yeah, it's not like you guys are in Australia. <laughs> like I might, it's hot out here today. I know. And you fucking Jody's guys in Pendleton that. bitching about like the California weather. I'm oh, like, the California. Yeah, it's hot, but fuck. Yeah, like, but I would rather heat. I would take heat over cold. Well, and being chucked in the dunk tank when it's oh. warm is a treat. Yeah, it's like, like a privilege. When it, you're breaking the ice, it's not a treat. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not. It's not ideal for anybody. <laughs> So, so these operators that you guys work with on these bases, so um, you did with the JTF. And then, so Trudeau came? So yeah, he did come. Okay. And uh, because we were on our off days, we didn't get to meet him, so oh, unfortunately. Boo. But yeah, oh. I thought I could go down where like the public gathering is and be like, Don't. yo, Trudeau, you fucking suck and you know it. Like, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> you look in the mirror and you know it. And then you know, you see, all you see is just a, yeah, single, tear. single tear when he goes he knows the real me yeah. he just hears it yelling and then he just walks away and off stage because he can't take it jtf2 operators come and take me away and send me to one of trudeau's concentration camps <laughs> <laughs> which let is a real thing that's a real thing you can look that up let me swallow the water Sorry. before you throw that at me that covid me. camp yeah we'll come covid camps um <laughs> Okay, so when you work with these operators, what uh, let's let's get into let's get into what we're allowed to talk about. Yeah. So start telling me about the tour. Uh, so uh, pretty run of the mill when we started there. You get given 
uh, you know, your accommodations, which are usually a lovely corner of a fob. Um, and then your vehicles get assigned, your teams get assigned. Well, your teams are assigned first, and then you get your vehicles assigned in your unit. Okay, uh, so when you, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep breaking down and interrupting because people who are listening to this might not know, have any goddamn clue what you just said, the words okay. that came out of your mouth. So uh, you get a team. What's the team consist of? So in the recce troop, it's uh, seven guys. Okay. So it's a troop, it's a like team. a troop boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be like a medic. Uh, sometimes there's two medics because it'll pull like double duty, like one guy will have done like bf1 what's bf1 so it's like uh your battlefield medic one and then there's like a higher level as well so think of it like emt paramedic yeah okay so you go from like a t triple c and then you have a paramedic also with you so a guy that's gonna do your ivs and that's gonna do yeah the paramedics there to like push the drugs yeah you're really like critical Mm life-saving interventions um and then your emt is kind of like his assistant. Like, He's like, like, what kind of morphine? Do you like, need the morphine yeah, yeah. now? Can, I have the morphine. Or like, can you spike a bag for me? Oh, can, yeah, just Can that you kind like throw some meds for me? Yeah, just all, get things going shit. or hold yeah. this, banish this. Get this AED And also if one and, goes, yeah. you have another. You got something, right? You need something. Um, and then there'll be like either a heavy weapons guy, driver, and okay. then typically three, uh, what I used to do, which is you're just your, your guns, uh, reconnaissance operators. Okay. You know, so. Okay, so. You get assigned, and what was your objective for? Were you given an objective for this tour? Uh, so we were to be used by three commando brigade okay. um, for uh, advanced rec- reconnaissance. Okay. So if you like your average day at work is, you walk <laughs> in the office. All right, man, we're gonna go recce this. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking hop in the helicopter when it finally arrives. <laughs> if it ever finally yeah. arrives. Get dumped off halfway up a mountain, hike the rest of the way, and yeah. set up an OP. Yeah, and just hang out. Yeah. Or sometimes we get to do, like, uh, land vehicle uh, oh, okay. reconnaissance, which is kind of dope, because, like, I grew up watching all, like, the desert rats shit, you know, like... Yeah. And so I was like, fuck yeah. I'm just like uh, <laughs> Sterling, who founded, like, yeah. the SAS. Yeah. And so we're just ripping around. Just living your dream. Yeah. And we typically whip around in, like, two Wimics. Okay. Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, is it's a Land Rover. Mm-hmm. They take all the sh- chassis off of it, mm-hmm. and they put roll bars on it, yep. and then they fill those roll bars with guns. <laughs> so many guns. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like a to- it's like a it's like a Kinder Egg surprise everywhere <laughs> you open a new thing. It's like guns and guns and guns. So like we typically roll with like mini me. Donuts are here. Donuts are here. Halloween donuts. Spooky donut. Did you get this my was- tea, bro? Yeah. This was brought to you by Tim Hortons. This is brought to you by Tim... Well, not actually brought to you by Tim Hortons, but Tim Hortons. Brought to you by Brooke. (laughs) If you do ever want to jump in as a sponsor, since you do support the military wholeheartedly, and I will say... Had, I'm gonna eat one of these. You're gonna eat the donut. James Sorry. is eating the donut. Um, Coleman, would you like a donut? I would love a donut. Coleman, eat the donut. Everybody's eating the donuts. I'm gonna Good eat the donut. Coleman. Yeah, I'm gonna eat the donuts as I go. Um, so Tim Hortons, like I was saying. Get I mean, there. see how great that is already. I I fill the void. Get in there, Tim Hortons. Well, don't actually get in there, Tim Hortons. Get on the show, Tim get, Hortons. Get amongst it. Get him. <laughs> Go near it, Tim Hortons. <laughs> get in the, get in the perimeter of it, Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Wimix. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about. Okay. So we typically roll with like a mini me, or Americans call it a saw. I don't okay. know if you use that. Okay. Um, we, I didn't. 
You use a GPMG though. Yes. Yeah. So I'll be like. And a, by me, you mean the real cool yeah. guys that are way cooler than me and not me? Well, I imagine you I carrying a GPMG is about all you could carry. Like, you don't know that. I'm a bit of a tank. It's nothing up here. It's these. Yeah, there you go. It's all, it's all in the legs. Oh, they know. <laughs> They've been up and higher. Yeah. They know. And then Coleman's got to check the camera because he's always worried. That I'm... No, because I'm moving around. Oh, I see. I'm obnoxious. I told him he needs to put two pieces of tape on either side of the gas so I know how far I can wiggle yeah. my body. Um, so, yeah, they're heavy. They're, 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 they are heavy. Yeah, they're a lot. A great piece of equipment. Yeah, they are. They're kind of like... been in service forever. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They last. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we used to joke, you know, like it's it's not much that's marine proof, but GPMG genuinely is like <laughs> marine proof. We jammed one up pretty good. I don't know how it happened, but like, so you know, like the snap off belting, yeah, that comes apart when you fire it, right? Yeah, somehow got dragged forward into the working part, so the bolt had like sheared this metal and locked forward. Okay, I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, me so either. I, I like, didn't know that could happen because how did we do this? Well, because. It, had you been firing it? Oh, yeah. We were ripping. Oh, okay. So, so. maybe your barrel... Things get hot. Things yeah. start to shift. Those metals are moving. They're well, not... I'm at, like, fuck. I, I wasn't running the gun, but I've like... never... I'm sorry. I've just never seen... I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a clip from around go slide into the bolt mechanism. Yeah. So it sheared itself in there, and the guy... No. A buddy of mine named Luke was really trying to reef on this thing to get yeah, it yeah. open. And he's like, fuck, Pearson. I get the fucking gun up. Like, <laughs> You're like, it's broken. I can't fix it. Yeah. So he's just fucking like... In theater, that's your voice to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm running, guys. Wait for me. <laughs> that's how I picture you running towards So I was like, I'm coming. See? I'll, I'll be right exactly. there. I'll be right there. <laughs> So I, I run down the line and I fucking pick it up and I grab, it's hot, right? Yeah. I grab it by the bike. Oh yeah. Didn't you grab the barrel that time? That was a different time. Oh, so you make but, that mistake multiple well, we'll, times. We'll discuss life. that story. Okay. So anyway, I grabbed the bipod and I fucking just stand it up on its button and literally just stomp on the cocking handle. Did of, it go? Of the gun and, and got it clear and we right. were able to carry on firing. But I was like, how the fuck did we do that? Like, I'm, I don't, yeah, that's, that's a crazy one because if you don't know what they are, all of the rounds that are held together on the belt are held together with these like metal clips. Um, obviously keeps it all so the bullets don't all fall apart. And um, yeah, I, I don't even know how the hell that's ever happened because that's like a thick, that thing's a real thick piece of metal too. Mm -hmm. It's not like a very thin um, bendable no, like like, aluminum or something. I can't even think what it's like, but uh, it's pretty yeah, hard. It's, it's hard a, it's, yeah, it's a hard piece. I didn't expect you Look, to say we, that. We reuse it. That's oh. how good it is. Like, oh, yeah. Well, we do. Yeah, you were... Well, I mean, depends. Well, you guys reuse it. I mean... Like, when we're in England, we're not collecting say, our brass in there. <laughs> well, this is what I was going to say to you. So that was a question when I started my company was the first thing people started asking me. And I'm not exaggerating. And what I found troubling about that, the question I'm about to say is, um, it's, it's not... I can't expect all the civilians to understand because they aren't taught or they're not educated. They've never been in that situation. But the one thing I found troubling as they would say did this come from like did you kill someone with this <laughs> here's my reaction um i don't know what you think we do overseas but when do you think i have time to stop and collect yeah. hey guys hundreds out. yeah time out hundreds of thousands of brass pieces also, of brass to make our small caliber bullets uh but well I don't, I don't even know how I'm supposed to explain that to people. And it's frustrating because it just shows the lack of education and the lack of understanding of what the military actually does overseas. And I don't, I'm not saying that, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that we need to have like 
you know, um, what do they call that in um, Israel and all that, like that mandatory like the IDF. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, like national like, service. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not saying like we need that, but I'm saying there definitely needs to be just based on the the suicide crisis alone. Like the Something. lack of education is so disgusting. It's yeah. it's quite frustrating. So, um, so yeah. So k- keep going. Uh, oh, uh, on the Wemics? Yeah, just, no, just, right, so, no <laughs> so moving forward. So you, the operation, what was the point of your tour? So what were they asking you to do? Uh, so basically to advance reconnaissance, yeah. both uh, routes to and from targets, as well as uh, find this target for us. So if people can't wrap their head around that, think of the movie Lone Survivor with Marcus Luttrell. Yeah, think, it's a pretty good parallel. Well, not the whole movie I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, back up. Let me. I'm not talking about the whole movie. I'm talking about the portion of the movie where you see at the very beginning the guys get dropped off and they're they yomp for they, about uh, half they, a day or whatever. Yeah, they go for a big old hike. And it's very accurate because their radios don't work. Yeah, they never work. And they okay. when they get bumped, no one comes to help. And nobody comes and to help. Yeah. So yeah. that's exactly how real life works. Yeah, <laughs> that portion. So that's why I'm trying to think like that's a small group of guys that gives somebody a, a visual of what you're kind of talking about. Yeah. So when you're when when you're going out on those, each each operation is a uh, mission specific. Uh, so yeah, so typically, I, and here's the thing: we also are given like a fair amount of free reign in. What does that mean in war? Fuck. Because I does that mean that you just get me arrested? Here. No, no. But does that mean free reign? Meaning like when you say you have your off days, does that mean like that you don't you can't get called? Because when people think that we go to war, this is the misconception. Okay, I think people think it's like Vietnam, where we're in the trenches and we're actively being shot at every minute of the day. No, so yeah, some days are like that. Oh yeah, some Lots operations, of days. tons of days are <laughs> like that. But you also like fucking. Sangin and Kajaki is like, oh, that's, you that's, spend every fucking waking moment getting that's, shot at. Like. That's Vietnam, our era. Yeah. That is our Vietnam era. Um, and I keep referencing that because I think that is one of the biggest parallels people understand, or at least the older generation understand. Because um, when you talk to them about Afghanistan, there's no uh, reference point for them. They can't. So yeah, using them as a, that's a great that's well, a great I actually, example. I actually work in a fire department with a Vietnam vet. And did I meet? Uh, that's not chief, is it? No, no chief no, isn't no. old enough. There's an engineer in our department. Um, his name's Terry. But he's did a, I? I feel like I met, met him, him when we did the rowathon. Yeah, he's not a big dude. No, no, no he's little, right? He's pretty small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he used to be a fucking PT boat gunner. Just a beast. Yeah, and so Just a beast. He, he fucking got some great stories. Has he like, chatted with you about a little him? bit? Yeah. I would love to have him on here. He's fucking awesome. He would be cool to have yeah. on. You think he'd ever think he you could might. talk like, him too? I, I, uh, what if you it's came tough on to with gauge him? like how much he wants to talk about it? Like, yeah, you don't have to talk about all that, but I just think it's important for people to understand that that generation is still living. Well, and the thing is, with the Vietnam vets, and this is why I always give them a lot of time. Don't have break. They, yeah, don't have break. They got <laughs> shit on so hard. The worst by the by media and like civvies. Oh well, and, can you imagine like, coming home today? Yeah, like I've been shit on. Like yeah. I like. I was walking down the street in fucking Bristol, United Kingdom, and had to listen to some fucking scumbag student tell me that, like, it's immoral for me to go to war. It's immoral for you to protect your country? Yeah, and, like, 
oh cool so those bus bombings that happened that would just fucking have more of that yeah you're cool with that you're cool with like the stabbings on the bridge and you guys are good with the cars just running people over and acid attacks you name it. oh yeah and acid attacks for you guys in the uk were incredibly prevalent we did not have i mean all the wood and all of the land i think that one guy tried to do the calgary thing right yeah yeah we had that we had um don't worry he's not he's not coming at you He's just checking to make like, sure this pretty face. <laughs> Coleman, don't go near the camera. Um, yeah, that they we did have that, but we've also had honor killings. We've had yeah, on, yeah. we've had more honor killings, I think, here, kind of that have been publicized than than acid attacks for sure. But you guys, I know, yeah. that's 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 fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's a different level of terrifying to hear a student. I'm surprised you didn't assault that student. Oh, I actually got in his face. Oh, never mind. And I was like, you can I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I verbally assaulted him in his safe space. Yeah, exactly. And oh, he was a little no. bitch ass, you know. He was. It. You were in a safe space. Yeah, but Don't anyway, I was. Uh, I was surprised to be like, oh, this is what it's gonna be like coming home, and you have these fucking leftist idiots that don't literally know nothing, but what their university professor tells them. Did like, you? Did you think? Coming home, you were going to be met with that type of trepidation and and frustration from the community? Well, and here's the interesting thing. I didn't think I'd be like, what's the word? Actively attacked, you know, for... On like a... Yeah, yeah, like, fuck this guy, he's a veteran, like they did Mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And that sucks for those guys. Like, it really does. They Um, came home with, like, no legs and no arms. Yeah, and and got treated like shit. And Mm -hmm. obviously, the VA also fucking totally forgot them and fucked them off but it's not like they're doing that anymore. yeah know, right that hasn't changed that's the one thing that hasn't changed although trump's working on it not so, hard enough well here's the thing you got a wall to build you got hey nobody needs the fucking wall they're just gonna tunnel under get over yourself <laughs> stop pretending like that's gonna solve all the fucking problems it's not um okay so when you guys are when you guys are doing these recce things how often are we we we, we coming into contact uh so the idea is obviously not to be seen um but you guys aren't really that's the thing i find so goddamn ironic it's the big dudes that are the special operators not always tall but the big dudes yeah (laughs) but you guys have to be like the quietest and most consecutive yeah like (laughs) yeah you don't look like a small child like and you don't look like an afghani the size of you guys no i mean your your color but i'm definitely more well-fed than yeah, they're the sticking homes. Afghani, yeah. yeah, you don't fit in well. <laughs> yeah, but Sorry. you know, we'd have usually have like a tranny with us, and we'd get them to. Let's reiterate on what tranny means. Translator. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you had a translator with you. At, you know, and he's sometimes like the door in because here's the thing. I don't know if people know this about Afghanistan, but every one of those fucking elders knows where the Taliban are. They're and knows when paid. they when they're gonna do an attack. Knows when they're gonna do an ambush. Knows when like, mm-hmm. and it's bullshit to pretend they don't. But that's the game, right? Yeah. Um, now these translators, do you guys recruit them or do they come to you? They're typically either A and A guys or A P A guys. And let's talk about the A and A real quick, because uh, there is a very mixed. They're fucking shitbags. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I know I'm not there supposed to say this no, as but like here's a the NATO ASAF country. No, 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 no. But I've experienced it too. And, and <laughs> let me explain that operation that I went on that yeah. right before you left. That we had, if I'm not mistaken, and I could, some of these guys can correct me, the my Brits that are listening. Um, 
when we had lost somebody there, in one of the other troops that we were with, there was another Canadian female that got pulled to go with them mm. as a female searcher. And she was like third in line going into a house. Two ANA were in first, gone. <sighs> and the thing that the ANA is, is um, the Afghan National Army works with NATO and we train them. We, we actively train them. We teach them how to use our weapons. We give them weapons. We give them... It's nothing funny than watching them try to use an M16. It's actually the funniest thing. <laughs> like, this is an old Vietnam era M16. And, and it's, it's ruthless. Um, and these, you know, you got to think of something. These people, they know nothing of the Western world except what they're taught in their very limited education. And it's very unfortunate. So you come in and you teach them how to use all of these weapons and do all of these things. But then what you kind of forget is the decades and decades and hundreds of years of indoctrination and of, of their cultural lifestyle. Which is with, very different from Which us. is incredible. People cannot like, fully understand how different it is. The best example I give to people when they ask, because they're like, well, what's Afghanistan like? And, and they're asking, like, outside of war. I'm like, okay, well... Like the people. What it's like is what most Muslim countries are like, where it's like, if I sell you a shitty car mm -hmm. and you fall for it... Yeah. People think, good on you, James, for ripping that person off. Yeah, you did well. Like, you're the idiot for falling for it. Yeah. So we fucking... They believe that. Yeah, like, their culture is just, like, if you're able to rip someone off, do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like... And so we, the best story I have, and it just fucking makes me laugh every time. Go for it. So we were teaching these guys like point of entry shit. Right? Okay, so, so point like, of entry. Point of entry is like, uh, you know, those barricade arms and, yep. you know, search a car. Yep. Fucking, if they don't have shit, they're not allowed, let them through. And what's terrifying about that is almost every single vehicle that comes up, if the back end is weighed down, yeah. you fucking know there is something in there and it's almost it's a terrifying point um and people wonder why you're on edge all the time now when certain types of vehicles run around yeah. because like, well, fuck. there's like a thousand this pound a bomb good in chance there. of that blowing up. and then all of us are pink dust so yeah. yeah so anyway we're uh we're teaching them this and we've been teaching them for like a day or two and we're yeah. like they fucking get it oh they get let it one day they got let it let them let them do it right and 24 so hours, perfect. we're chilling and uh, we're just like what Overwatch, right? We're watching them do it. And uh, I feel like you guys are making bets. Like I feel like there's <laughs> bets being made. I feel like there's people making comments. I, I feel like you're not I sitting mean, you, there silently. You've got a couple of guys napping for sure. Oh, okay. Like, we're napping now. Troop boss is just fucking checked out. He's yeah. like, whatever. Wake me up when something important happens. Yeah, like, something blows up. Give me a call. And so uh, we're like watching these guys. And I'm like, fuck, like I haven't seen a car come through in a minute. Like yeah. what is going on? This is a problem. So like we peek over the like bastion and we're like, what the fuck is he doing? Mm -hmm. he, they're fucking robbing people <laughs> as they come through. You're like, like, you are literally <laughs> doing the opposite of what I just taught you to do. It was so How hard funny. is that? Because <laughs> he's got like their bags open. He's taking shit out and putting You're like, you're just supposed to search it. This isn't like a, you guys now get to rob every guy. Like and this doesn't work. And like three or four cars before that. It was so funny. But this is what people don't get. We're going in, we're teaching these people. But How you can't to do teach this. them the values Wait, of the Western you, world. Because like, they don't they, they don't want to learn the values. And you can't force... This is what people forget, is you can't force others to want to follow your religion or want to follow your lifestyle and your way of life. That's okay. And we need to all yeah. just start realizing... 
Fucking I mean, leave it, people only, alone. it only becomes an issue when your religion tells you to come blow up my country. Well, that's the then di- yeah. we're going to have But we're issue. talking about, so like, let's but be like, realistic to, for a second, though. Let's yeah. just, just like between you and I, we know how we feel. Yeah. Be realistic for a second. The amount of shitty people actually in Afghanistan and the amount of people that are uneducated oh, yeah. because of cultural issues. So women are oppressed. Oh, women they and children are, are dirt. Are fucking, yeah, lower, they don't exist. No, they're like, lower. They're lower than the human. farm animals. Yeah. Um, and people may say, well, that's a that's a blanket statement. Yes, I'm making a blanket statement because this is just based on my experience and Precisely. James's experience. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying everybody who comes from Afghanistan is a shitty person. No. I have friends from Afghanistan. Yeah, I know two guys that live in the one in the UK and one here. Yeah, and people may laugh and go, oh, good for you. It's like kind of saying like you have that black friend. It's yeah, like, like, no. Well, no, go no, fuck yourself. Like, well, go fuck yourself. This is reality is I served against these people and these people fucking shot at me at any second they could and tried to blow me up every single step I took and like yeah. tried to like, they, they did heinous stuff in front of us to women and children to get our attention to come over to oh, hurt yeah. us. Well, fuck the, like, yeah. Am I allowed to tell that story? Well, yeah. think about that for a second. So this is what I'm saying is it's not a blanket statement. It's not a racist statement. It's it's no different than if you were to talk to somebody who served after Pearl Harbor or somebody that served in Korea or yeah. somebody that served against the Nazis. We work on it to better ourselves, but there's always going to be part of people in our in our mental our mental state that are going to feel certain ways. It doesn't mean we're like that to everybody, but it means that if I were to go back to Afghanistan right now, I would have the same like oh, yeah. I would be on the same like, awareness. None of these people around me get trusted because they haven't earned it. Ex- exactly. Like, and so it's no different for anybody else. It doesn't mean if else. I run into someone from Afghanistan outside, I'm going to be like, fuck you. Yeah, like, no, no, it's nothing like, to hey, do man, with what's that. Up? I'm the first to give people the benefit of the doubt. I, and you are. But you are I like way better than me. You have to the culture I'm in. And that behavior that yeah. is being, you know, that is being fed kind of between you two. You feel it. You can tell. You can see it while it's happening. And then you adjust. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I think it's important to... I used to blanket statement the Middle East. I still blanket statement the Middle East. It's I wish real we hard. Just blanket bomb the whole. Well, place. yeah. <laughs> we all have our views and feelings, yeah. and I'm, you know, I I used to I used to feel like that like the for a good six years when I got home. Yeah. But somebody would ask me, I wouldn't even think twice. Yeah. It's a fucking shit bomb them all. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, but there's babies. Yeah. But then those babies. Sometimes grow up to, to be sh- terrorists. To, to be terrorists. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, that 14-year-old that shot at me, that was a real young child. Hold yeah. on. That wasn't, didn't have to be alive that long. Like, shit, well, this, we yeah. just... It's like I was saying to you earlier, it's like the fucking, what was he, nine-year-old kid that chucked a grenade in the yeah, back so, of the van? Like, yeah, we'll get into that. I think no. <laughs> I, I th- we'll get into that. No, because that story needs to be told. I think people need to understand the reality of what children and women are used uh, like during theater. I am now speak. I just want to reiterate, I'm speaking of 2009. Uh, when I was there, there has been, I'm sure, a lot of different change yeah. since then. Oh, yeah. That being said, I don't know how good it is. I don't know how bad it is. I just know that's how shitty it was when we were there. Yeah, it was bad. It was really I think bad. Like, there's probably, I think it was like 2008, there was a huge spike in yeah. like attacks on multiple bases and stuff like that. It went from like 2006 to 2008. Yeah, real and hard. Like 2009, I remember just being busy all the time. Like 2009 was rough. Because yeah. especially for the Brits. Yeah. Like a like lot of casualties. Yeah. The, the You guys were getting hit in Helmand province. Oh, fucking. Y- like, you guys were getting the highest rates, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it was up there. I just remember constantly, <laughs> like, hearing, like, oh, fuck, yeah, this bloke. Yeah. This bloke that you did your recruit training with. Like, yeah. buddy of mine's still on a landmine. Luckily, didn't explode properly. Mm-hmm. But fucking still, the 
like the initial charge of it exploded. Oh, it did, and eh? So it like went up in his leg, and I remember him saying like, "Pearson, is my dick okay?" Like, <laughs> All I need to know <laughs> is I'm still a man. Yeah, and Am I, so I still I, I a man? Like, ripped his pants off, and I see blood everywhere, right? I ripped yeah. his pants off, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's gone!" It's like, <laughs> no, "You're no, such no, an asshole." <laughs> But that's like the first, you know, what's really sad is some, that's like the first question a lot of the guys, like after something goes south, they immediately check their body parts and they're like, hold on, it's my penis here. Yeah, still got my dick. I'm I good. Still, yeah, you guys are solid. That's, like, I love. You really only need one limb. I love, <laughs> I love your commitment to like, see, I've like seen guys like legs blow. I love your commitment to knowing about that though. Yeah. There is that, that, that never stops. Like it's I love the commitment. Important. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of roll back here. So when you. When you guys are going in, um, you're doing your reckies. Let's talk about let's talk about an op. Okay, so then like after, like let's say you set up an op and you've been on target for you know, five days and you got all the information you're gonna need. Five days is about the max you'll do before like you either send in another team or command wants you to do something else. Is that because you've run out of ammo and food? Typically, you run out of food before you run out of ammo. Yeah, you guys <laughs> a, a lot of bored hours in an op. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it can't bring you anything else, right? Because it means fucking yomping back 20K. With how much? How much does your pack weigh? So, on a typical recce, anywhere from like 100 to 180. Like, yeah. And, and that's, so and that's fully self sustaining, right? For mm-hmm. up to five days, like, and sometimes more. That's not including your kit, is it? Well, that's like your Bergen weighs okay. that. Okay. So then so. you've got about another. Uh, 25 on your on your rig yeah right plus whatever grenades and ammo you decide to bring and we typically roll with like four to six mags and then you bomb up that's right? it eh yeah like because once you ditch that bergen yeah you want to be fast right you need like, to be fast moving and i don't know if you've ever seen like the plates we get in the uk your like, guys are dog plates shit are, like, you think yours are dog shit they're, don't even talk to me about dog shit well, plates. <laughs> Those fucking plates on my body went out to here. So you're like Iron Man going in there. Like, <laughs> down to here. And if people can't see, it's, they shouldn't be that big on me. True. And then some if people, they're like this. Up, yeah, that's what we get. It gets like your heart. You get, yeah, <laughs> you small one here and about the same side, a little bigger on the back. That's it. Because, you know, they don't want to hit the heart on the back. That's yeah. all you get. It's that and one spot. That's like, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> well, just, if, you, if you get hit anywhere else, they just suffer. Well, I remember Suffer my, in silence, yeah. James. My sergeant always saying, just don't get shot. Yeah, if you It'll don't get fine. shot, there's no problem. <laughs> and then James got just, shot. Just don't get shot, you'll be fine. <laughs> and then James got shot. Yeah. But it was... Uh, Fucking James. I zigged when I should have zagged, you know? You, oh, that's <laughs> just... This is really what happens. There was a zig, there was a zag, and then there was James. Yeah. In the middle. That, that's what happens. So, let's talk about a specific op. Okay, so... Uh, let me just try and think here. Yeah, think about it. So, I, I remember one. We were wrecking a target uh, just outside of, like, Sangin in Helmand Province. Okay. And we just come back from... We were up in uh, Camp Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had had pretty chill like time there and it's i don't know if you've been to gibraltar or i haven't so it's like fairly out of harm's way okay like, uh, ideally yeah, yeah hypothetically like hypothetically i, I like mean, saying that out of harm's way, way in afghanistan yeah. but like it's kind of out of harm's way mm-hmm. so it was actually fairly relaxing i think like you know the rocket alarms only went off like three or four times so that's not bad yeah and so uh we go do this recce and we're on target for like three days and we were just assigned like i want no enemy strength 
um, because we're planning like a company level attack. Oh wow! Yeah. Were you going in for someone specific? No, um, I think it was just um, either Intel had been that like this was a build up to something big. So it was um, a piece of something. Yeah. Okay. And so then we use like this kind of cat and mouse tactic when when they do like these larger level attacks. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about this. Kiko. So like, okay, go. I'm leaning in. You know what a Viking is, right? I don't. Okay, so I'm it's... not as cool as you. I, you gotta remember. I know I look this great. And I'm this strong, but <laughs> women don't. I don't do special force fun stuff. So Tell me. a Viking is like an APC on tracks. Okay. Um, and obviously guns mount on the top of it. Well. And then what's the other one? Fucking skipping on the name. It's okay. Uh, you Canadians have a lot of them. They're those. Uh, they're not tanks. T labs. No, not T lav. Uh, fuck, scorpion. No. No labs. No. Oh my god, my fucking brain. Uh, I'll find out. Yeah, because anyway, yeah, it's got a thirty millimeter cannon and it looks like a tank. I got I sugar to the dome. Yeah, I got sugar to the dome right now. I've got sugar brain. I'm gonna blame. So it on anyway, the we had a bunch of those and a bunch of uh, Vikings. Okay. And goal was we're gonna roll up on this place, fucking light it up, right? But okay. So this was. On the company level. So, okay, so how many is a company level? So company level would be like four troops plus us. Okay, so you so got a lot of people at like going in. Sixty guys. That's like sixty huge, to hundred guys. And right? all special and all SF guys. Not all SF guys. This was with the four two commando. Okay. Or a detachment of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, and so company level attack, and uh, we fucking roll up, and you just light it up like. 4th of July, right? And so they hide, right? Yeah. They fucking disappear. I don't know where they're hiding, though. They're yeah. so good at hiding. I know. I'm just like, but there's just nowhere to hide. Everywhere in this there place. There's literally like, tunnels in every part of that country. It's yeah, terrifying. The whole place is like an ants', ants nest. Like, yeah. So anyway, we fucking light them up, and I'm like, they're nothing alive up there. Like, yeah. And the 30 meter mm cannon on that tank mm -hmm. fucking thing that I'll remember the, the name thing? of when I'm out of here. It's okay. It's just fucking chewing buildings down, right? Yeah. So we do that and then like faint a withdrawal. Okay. And then he'll start coming out of holes and, and then, firing back, right? So it's like... It's, and, nope, and so nope, then don't say the that. second they fire back, the air support just fucks them up. Just leveled them? <laughs> yeah. I love that. So then like we do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And the air support just fucking like beam like do we do we need to do it a couple times though? I think one time leaves yeah. a crater. That's like I don't know if you've ever seen like the B one yeah. drop its ordnance, but it's fucking yeah. impressive. We saw one in was it Texas or Alberta? It, I want to say it might have been Alberta. We were doing workup training. Oh nice. Um, like your pre-deployment shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, our workup training. So we did stuff in um, Texas and we did stuff in uh, Wainwright, Alberta. Nice. And uh, no. We call it Waincock. Waincock. I love like it's the world. It's like I, I call it like the world's tiniest town. It's a small town with like a massive amount of land, just an insane amount of land, and it's farmland. Like for because that's where all the amazing yeah, beef yeah. comes from. But there's also you know live fire exercises there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can't remember if it was the the we saw them drop that in Texas or not. But anyway, I've seen it, and it is something like you can never imagine. Yeah. I dumb. don't know that you need to though. Yeah. Like overkill. It, it's super cool. Like, oh. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, it's but everything you hope it would be. It was like, 
and we were pretty far away still. Okay. Like, and I remember being like, you could feel it. the heat and the, you know, and you're just like, oh God, like. How far are you talking when you, when you feel that kind of. Like I was probably, we were probably a good like 300, 400 meters away. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah. And we were still. You're like, this is toasty. Yeah. Feel warm from this. But, uh, you know, we're still like lighting them up, chewing them up with like GPMGs and stuff like that. Okay. And then, uh, so we do that a couple of times and then basically it's like roll in and clean up. But what is there to clean up at that point? (laughs) Well, you'd be surprised. Like we had to go door to door, Mm -hmm. right? Clear, clear rooms and shit like that. And like somehow, you know, this fucking... He looks 100, but he's probably only 23. <laughs> Afghan salt fighter, you know, is... Only 23. He's sta- still on his feet and fucking... He's a little wibbled, right? Oh, he's a like, little wobbled. He's had a few like, bombs just dropped on him from the sky. So then we just, like, you know... What happens to give him? him? Give him the good news. Give him the good <laughs> news. He goes to see all over really quick. Yeah. Yeah, is that how that happens? So, I mean, that was like... A fairly textbook op. Okay, but what like was the objective of that? To flatten that? Yeah, so basically just to neutralize that hostility, a buildup of hostility there. It was like a Taliban stronghold. Okay, basically. so it was a Taliban stronghold. And was that, were you told there was an ordnance site there? You were told uh, key, key figures were there? So we were told that like there's certain individuals you're looking for. Are we looking to capture or kill? Or was it just well, they a They were just order? like, we just want them gone neutralized so whether whether the attack pushes them out of the area just whether we kill them during the attack Mm -hmm. it's not a concern Mm -hmm. because like our troop boss is a sniper oh okay wow he was also an ml and he's fucking unbelievable guy like the fittest bloke explain what that is you'll ever meet an ml Mm -hmm. is a mountain leader okay uh so (laughs) he climbs mountains yeah (laughs) basically like um super well trained in advanced reconnaissance you have to go and do an ml2 course in the uk Okay. Uh, with the Royal Marines and okay. their mountain leader division, and it's fucking way harder than anything. How, how, what is it like? How have you have you tried it? No. So I wanted to go SBS. Okay. Um. So I did my pre-selection uh, and then got pinged to go on deployment. Oh, so that happened quick. Uh, and so I didn't get to do uh, my the next training. stage, obviously, because okay. I was full of bullets and regret. Bullets <laughs> and regret. That should be the title of your yeah, memoir. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know regret. if Amanda would appreciate that. <laughs> Where's the regret coming from? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's fucking gnarly. So you, they but just so wanted them gone. So if we have like high profile targets yeah. that need to be captured or captured neutralized. Or neutralized, like sometimes troop boss is able to take care of that. Right. Yeah, they they're let me just finish the job for you. But you guys are incompetent. If you've, ever, if you've ever done like OP work, but it fucking sucks because you spend so long learning everything about this place, and you'll do like recce's within that OP. So like, okay, if your OP is set up for three days, yeah, on that first night You're... you'll go down and recce, yeah, right, to get you know enemy strength, like MSRs mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, so that you really have the best knowledge of that. And then what happens a lot of the time is you're told to relay that information to an intelligence person. And that doesn't get relayed? Well, and then they'll assign someone else to that. So, but how does that work then? Because if it's, you've just done the work, you've relayed the information, 
Why is it being assigned to someone else? Because, uh, uh, fucking bureaucracy it at its sense. best, right? I'm like, a little confused. Well, I guess they sometimes are like, well, there's only seven of you and you've been out in the field for five days already. Oh, you're tired. Like, they, you're like, yeah. no, I've been watching them. Please let me yeah. be the one to do it. Like, I'd love to kill these guys. Yeah, can I just, can I but just, then, like, please shoot someone, please? A lot of the time, like, you know, the bullshit, like ROEs of certain areas is yeah. like fire when fired upon. Like. Even, even when you guys are doing ops like that? Well... Like I said, they give us a little discretion, but I don't want to say that they fucking give you license to kill. No, they don't. Um, They're very, very particular because if you do something wrong... And, and it you, gets in, ends up on fucking Al Jazeera or whatever, right? Your like, life, man, is over. And yeah. then you're going to get death threats the rest of your life. Death threats from... Everywhere. All over the world, plus fucking yeah. MPs crawling up your ass to try and send you to a military prison. Like, Yeah, you're looking at a whole... It's not worth it at that point. No. And like, we... like. We've all, everyone on my team has been investigated by military police. Really? Even yeah. you? Yeah. Anything you can talk about as to why? Uh, they believed we weren't uh, treating uh, enemy wounded. They thought you guys were just double tapping and yeah, walking away? and walking away. Where did that come from? So Somebody every rough? now and again, like, and it, it comes from working with other units and yeah. bigger groups, right? Mm -hmm. Because bigger groups, more eyes, more mouths. Uh-huh. Right? And there's always one. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know why anyone... And, and I assume it's innocent. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, these boys were, you know, doing this. And, like, because they're not used to it, so it's cool, right? I get... That's... But that's why special operators don't like to work with... Precisely. Because you guys can't shut your fucking mouth. Exactly. I mean, just shut your fucking mouth. This is why I hate camera phones as well. It's like yeah. everything's now on film. And yeah. it's just like... Fuck, like you're getting held accountable at that point. Yeah, and that's rough when but you're doing like, a job like that, though. Because you, how are you supposed to fight a war effectively if you have to put stupid, impossible limitations on? Because the like, Geneva Convention yeah. for NATO changed. When was it? 2007. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. They when they changed from peacekeeping mission to uh, ISAF. Yeah. Where that's when we it's went. 2006. I think. Six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Yeah. 2006. Because the in 2007 we had the white school. I, was that? Was the white schoolhouse attack? I want to say maybe 2005. There was uh, Trevor, uh, Captain Trevor Green, and I think it was in 2007 when yeah. he got when he got hurt really badly. And I think you know just from 2006 on, things changed because we were no longer just a peacekeeping mission. We were now, you know, shoot. We were in active combat. Yeah. Which um, is good. Canadians, which is good. Canadians need We're never you know, in, to yeah. get it out. <laughs> it's very rarely that we don't we'll have to wear the blue a helmet. Bitch for NATO. Well, that's what happens. We have great people who put us in that position I and know. use us like we are disposable tools well, and you're numbers. Just bullet pads at that point. Soak up these bullets. Like. Well, that's well, that's but that's the problem, and that's why we, these conversations need to be had because. Like I said, you cannot sit and talk openly with people about this for fear of being canceled or rep uh, retribution. Help me here. Retribution. Retribution. Yeah. And um, you can't have that honest conversation. And I, I think that's, that's the saddest that thing. And it that's the world we live in now. Well, because like... think about it for a second. We lost such a great generation with World War II, and, and we did not take mental health seriously as a society. No. So we lost these incredible stories these incredible veterans and and their experiences but also we lost a huge opportunity between world war ii and the afghan war in how to handle veterans when they come home properly yeah. and instead of capitalizing and trying to figure that situation out we've kind of left it 
to be what it is and it's no different than it's ever been it's it's shit and it's people fall through the cracks every damn day and the suicide epidemic is skyrocketing it's mental yeah so i think like i said these things are important um i want to i want to talk about uh if you're okay i want to talk about the operation you got hurt on okay yeah hit me with that so um what would this have been april 2009 yeah because that's um, when i got there yeah so april 2009 um we were signed as support to um fuck who was it uh our marine a u.s marine uh division okay and so they had us doing very much the same shit what province like, was this this was also hellman oh fun yeah. that place is a great place um and so they're like using us very much the same way uh go recce this go recce that yeah and i was like okay like another day at the office sounds fun and it's nice to work with the americans because they got all the gucci kit right like i know i used <laughs> to treat i'm gonna interrupt you because this is the best i love that you brought that up one of my buddies chris gould he was like addicted to coca-cola oh yeah and we were out understandably in, oh no it's the nectar of the that's dogs. disgusting that is disgusting that stuff was rot your teeth i would still love to be sponsored by coca-cola though yeah coca-cola if I you're listening i can't i am it. your number one fan kelsey will give you my information i will pass that along <laughs> um but yeah they, we had we were at fob ramrod okay yeah you know where i was yeah. that really oh, yeah, tiny yeah. fob yeah, I used to just it always used to make me look, laugh because of super troopers. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, we had <laughs> Team Ramrod. Yeah, I know it's what made it even better. We were the only Canadians there, and it was a Marine. It was a Marine unit. Yeah, there. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we had a, our own little teeny tiny corner of the fob where the artillery guns were, and then we had a couple tents. And one of the tents, the unit that was there before us, set it up as like a kind of cool commissary where we could just get whatever we wanted. And right. there was like ice cream there was like wait yeah, chips there was all this junk food and bullshit. yeah no this wasn't even americans this was us oh, canadians damn. they did that the artillery we had a reservist unit there before us so you know oh, those part-timers nice shit from home they yeah. need all the shit because they, they don't you know the one week two weekends a month i don't know yeah, I i'm don't just know. not even gonna touch that yeah. um let's not insult our reservist forces congratulations guys you know, part-time is still some of the time. I, I appreciate it, but I also have a hard time with the guy beside me who also works at Home Depot five days a week. Watch him at six. <laughs> <laughs> he knows more about where the hammers and drills are than he knows his True. bolts. So that scares the hell out of me. But I do respect um, the reservists because we did have a really great unit there before us. They they, they Hooked it up. No, you know? they hooked it up. I had a tent, and um, why I had a tent, I meant... My troop had a tent, and the guys there before had put up, um, uh, what are they called, like plywood walls? Yeah. But apparently, the reservist that was in my little cot, he was a woodworker in between. So he had this, like my little core, my, like cubby, it was dialed. He did, like, I don't know why, I don't know. <laughs> it was a castle top. Oh, really? Like... Uh, what they call battlements yeah it was great <laughs> and then he had a little he made a little closet inside he had shelving nice and i was like 
oh, this is mine. Damn, my this shit just my used car. to stay in my Bergen on the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, because I'm not a disgusting man. Yeah. Um, and so I had this cool little spot. But anyway, so we had we were kind of set up by these reserves. They were dope. The only thing I didn't fucking appreciate was walking up and seeing a noose hanging from our tent. Oh, God. They, they're like, ha, ha, this is funny. No. Ha, ha, is it? No. I can't even hold the weight of me. What do you yeah, like? Seriously, if you're going to make it. Like make, make it, it fucking usable. usable. <laughs> <laughs> Dark humor. Sorry, mom. Um, so anyway, I Chris loved Coke. Like fucking like so junkie. Guy needed a liter of cola. But eh? no, but here's what happened. The Americans were drinking it so much and not water that they were going outside the wire and passing the fuck yeah, out oh from yeah. dehydration. Fucking right. You Doesn't would. even shock me even the slightest. No. Some of these guys, you're like, how did you oh, pass PT? I used to talk to some like US Marines. Oh. And I'd be like, have you drunk in any, any water today? Any water. And like, no, I had six Powerades. I'm like, that's not water. You're I mean, going Gatorade. to die. Yeah. Powerades, yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> like, you're going to go out there and you're going buddy, to die. You've had fucking 120 grams of sugar like, in the last two hours. You're going to spike <laughs> in the next 20 minutes and you're going to be gone. And so, anyway, so Chris, he would he would come and hang around and we would be, we'd be chatting. And then, uh, him and I became good buddies. And he had done a couple tours in Iraq before. Oh, yeah. And um, so he was pretty hardened in that sense. But... We kind of bonded over Dane Cook comedy. Yeah. Till this day, I can't watch it because I just sit there and I just like, he's not with us anymore. He, yeah. he died on the tour after. Um, But he, so we would trade, ready? Cans of Coke for fucking Oakley's, bruh. There you go. I had the fastest Oakley's on the market. I love them. I still have them. I had lenses. Yeah. All my unit was like the, no, it was more like, you look like that shit, on that. Eh? <laughs> Get out of here, Frenchie. I know they were so mad. They're like they were jealous. They were like, "Well, how are you getting all this stuff?" Fuck you, French. I was like, "I'm giving our coke away." Yeah. And then it got known that I was giving coke away for sunglasses, and I was just I was collecting kit because the Americans Yo, have so much shit. It's amazing. They literally like it's it's everything you think it is. It's like Halo. You can just reach down. You're like, "Haha, I have uh, this." Yeah, here it is. <laughs> but and guess what? Taxpayers paid for it. No oh, problem. It's fucking mental. The newest, the fastest, the the most slick, the most just I love. Like it. I got a sick. Uh, rig off of um one of the u.s marines that i was working with mm -hmm. and it was his own like he'd purchased it so it oh. was an issue but it was so fucking slick and i was mm -hmm. like yo what would take and trade for that mm -hmm. and i don't know if you know but like dip is like currency oh in, dip in the military like, <laughs> is it's like cigarettes yeah or like what, what do you guys call them fags fags <laughs> cigarettes are fags in europe and i made that mistake of hanging out with them too much oh, came yeah. home to canada and my, my dad's like, uh, I don't smoke, but my, I remember saying something. I was like, are you having a fag? My dad goes, I'm so, what the <laughs> fuck did you listen? <laughs> oh, I said, dad, they're cigarettes. And he goes, I don't, I don't think you, you're, you're allowed to say that any, here. Uh, he anymore. said, all right, Karen. I know, isn't Karen. We need to work <laughs> on your language. So yeah, so, okay, keep going. Uh, so we, uh. We used to just like find it. Yep. And by find, I mean Steal it. acquire. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, I traded like two tins of dip for like a $400 uh, setup. I was like, thank two. you very much. And what's two tins of dip? In America, it's probably like $12. <laughs> but the guy was just like, so obviously hard so up hard up for it. And like, no one in his unit had it. And he was like, fucking just stuck on a fob. Like, and he had, so he gave you his actual weaponry that's how desperate he was 
He gave his kid away yeah. for dip. Because he knew mm. I can just say to my troop boss, like, I need a new piece of kit. Yeah, like, oh, I fucking ripped my chest rig. I need a new one. And they'll fucking give him one. And wouldn't even ask how he ripped it. They'd yeah. be like, oh. Whereas, okay. like, in the Royal Marines and the, the fucking MOD, yeah. if you fucking lose a magazine, you will fucking pay for that. <laughs> like, I, I lost, and this is why I know this, I lost outside the wire. And I got shit for it. Ready for this? Yeah. I lost one of the lights on my um, on my rifle, mm-hmm. and I had borrowed it because when I got borrowed, we had pretty basic um, uh, C um, C7s. C7s. Yeah. But because I'm so short, when mine's actually slung, my barrel is this Touches far from the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Like no joke, it was so bad. And so one of the um, why didn't they lend you the uh... the C8s? Well, CA, or you could give you like a carbine L95. Because that would mean they have to actually care. True, yeah. <laughs> You're real cute, James. So, like, <laughs> you forget I was a gunner. I was mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah, if I, yeah. So I had this uh, rifle, and um, when I got called up, my sergeant was like, like, you need to, we need to sort you out. So he, he had, you know, I think he had been infantry before. So he had, his, his weapon was, you know, not his first deployment. He was tacked out. He was ready to rock. He was fast for sure. And so he took me over and we were zeroing everything out and he kind of tacked my weapon. Well, I lost something mm. that was issued. And I think literally to the day I had to get out, they asked me like, do you, did you ever find that light? Did you ever, I'm like, are you kidding me? These guys suck so hard. They suck so hard. They suck so hard. Oh my God. I remember coming back outside the wire and I'm legitimately serious when I say, my, I, t- I took all my mags with me mm-hmm. that I was issued, and I don't remember. I think there was like five, six or seven. And then my sergeant gave me a, like a handful of his because he's like, I really don't want you going. I think this is a really bad idea. I'm not allowed to say no. Yeah. You're going. So the least I can do is just equip you. A couple extra bags here. A couple extra bags here, <laughs> mags here, and then grenades here. And I'm like never carried actual grenades on me. And so I'm paranoid. That they're gonna go off. Yeah. So I Fuck. tape, I tape the, tape the fly off handles. So <laughs> I tape the handle on the thing. Sorry, I'm not doing my boob here. I realize this is a, a boob a action. Second, yeah. This is actually where my grenade sat. Um, so this is, uh, I'm, I put tape there. Anyway, because I was deathly afraid I would go like this, and something on my weapon would click it, and I go to pull, and my pin would go when I'm searching. And yeah, I, the fly off handles good. Yeah, but I was deathly afraid of that. So I was so, like, like if I actually... You're not going to like this story. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's still quite a common practice as I understand. Mm. Is like we would pre-pull our pins. Say again? If we knew we were going to go into like a firefight, you pre-pull the pins and keep them in the pocket because the fly-off handles. Yeah, right. oh, I know. As long as that's on. But you know, all that takes is one little... Well, I know, but... Well, I know. <laughs> it's that much faster though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... There was a situation where I could have definitely used it. I regret not using it. But you work with the Brit guys, right? So, you know, we used to, because I was still being issued. I wasn't being issued a multicam at the time. I was still being issued like the N95 shit. Yeah. Uh, So it was like the desert pattern. Yes. So, you know, the jackets, right? Have those big pockets. Yeah, I have have some of your guys' kit. Yeah. So, like, typically when we're rolling out, I would just fill these zip ones with grenades. (laughs) <laughs> he's doing this he's putting it in his breast pocket because then when you need when you, you're like okay now it's time for a firefight but you just quickly go under your plate carrier whip them out and put them in those pockets grenade pockets there's right? so many situations for wrong 
like movement and pins being pulled and spoons coming loose. Listen. <laughs> I, I, I don't like, you're making me uncomfortably anxious because I'm like, it's going to go off. But I remember every time we got into a helicopter, the pilot would ask, did you fuck set pre-pull any pins? Because they do not like that. Yeah. They're like, get off my plane. Yeah. They would be like, throw them now. Oh, they really coming. get yeah. that mad, like, eh? They won't let you on. Yeah. And do you just lie? Yeah. Every like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the pins in your hands, guys. <laughs> what are Sony keychains? Yeah. This one's for my zip. Yeah, this is my zip one. It's not that at all <laughs> but that's what's terrifying though when the the idea of that so so you were okay so let's bring this back so you know fob ramrod yes so you know the coke story yes so now what happened to you keep moving oh sorry so yes uh we were talking about how i got injured yeah um that operation so then uh we got like intel similar story as the last one like uh enemy increase Enemy incre increased enemy activity here. Okay. Um, need you to wreck it and let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we go, we wreck it, and we're there for like a day or two. I think it was two days we'd been there, and it was halfway through day three, and a trip flare fucking goes off in the air. So a trip flare is a is a wire that we put outside the wire or outside the fobs uh, as a first kind of point of contact gives us a, an advanced warning system and you put them far enough out just like you would put kind of you know anti-tank mines and stuff in the hopes that if somebody's actually going to come in they're going to clip this it's going to give us a bit of an advanced warning yeah but the interesting thing was we're looking at each other's like this isn't ours like we didn't we don't bring trip flares because so and this was and you were <laughs> so, you were outside the wire oh yeah we were like probably i don't know 500 meters away from a target that we were wrecking like a compound and a trip flare went off one yeah. of your guys set went off no it had come from down oh so, so i thought someone set up a trip flare which is not sops for us like well no because then if somebody clips it by accident you're you're just giving, you're giving away your, everything yeah, exactly. yeah. Now, now the enemy know you're here yeah uh but it was them someone must have spotted us or reported us mm -hmm. and so the fucking world just went to shit and i guess that was their like predetermined come in a little oh, closer sorry. it's okay that was you like can their, pull it back that was their like predetermined if we set off a flare yeah that's fucking go time oh so this was their this was this their was bat them. signal yeah this is their bat signal with things are about to go and down so like about two minutes later, we're trying to figure out who the fuck has set this thing off. And it's daylight, right? It's not, so it's not like illuminating us beyond what we figured. No, so right? for, for just for people's sake, like these trip flares are, they're, they, they're, yeah, they burn. You're going to know them, you're going to see them, and you're going to smell them. Yeah. And so, uh, fucking about two minutes later, and we're still trying to figure out where the fuck this thing's come from, we just start getting small arms fire like a motherfucker. Coming up from the bottom? Yeah. Okay. So we were on probably like, I would say, 100 feet elevation from the target. Oh, wow. So not like super high, but like but high. But enough. Yeah, enough. like we were like, fuck, if we need to, we'll just beat feet, you know, Move south up. here and fuck off over the other side of the mountain and try and get a helo to come pick us up. Yeah, because that's the only way you're going to get out of that. Yeah. So we fucking start taking all this small arms fire and so... We're like laying it back, and then we radio command like, "Hey, this OP's bump, like we're fucking off to this ERV." Mm -hmm. um, and your radio actually went through. Yeah, right. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time. But you know, I figure 
for a helicopter to get here from Kandahar is probably yeah. What was your dis- What was the t- flight time? Probably forty minutes. Oh wow! So you so guys like, had a good. You we, guys had a good fight. On we your had hands. a good firefight for a bit. Okay. And so we post up first, and we do like uh, battle line, and so we're laying down rounds and picking targets. Spreading off. out, make and yourself look bigger. Yeah. Right. And uh, we put our machine gunners on the flanks right yeah and so they're laying down just like hate you know <laughs> like, how, how many boxes of rounds do these guys bring if you guys are going to, like you said you're not bringing very many rounds no to that. well it's it's not that you don't bring a lot of rounds it's you don't have a lot of preloaded mags i know but that's i and it's funny because it's it's both intuitive and counterintuitive it is really because you want to roll light but right? you also so you need have to be all a... of this ammo in your bergen but you don't but it's top flapped right so you know how like yeah you have your day sack yeah Right, and you have your Bergen, mm. all of like your shit that you have to bring because the military says so. Yes. And then you top flap your day sack, right? See, but you sound like you had it worse because like my sergeant was like, "That's gonna weigh more than you, so we're just gonna, if you really don't need that, don't." Don't bring it. Yeah. See, like, don't bring that because you'll make you slower. So. But you know, you've you've probably got a couple of yeah, spare, you've got every some... person's carrying like a couple of spare batteries, yeah. about three or four greenies for the machine guns. Yeah. Uh, and so greenies Spreads out the load. are the, those green um, bags that have 100 rounds in. Is that what you guys call them bags? Well, they are bags. Oh, you guys have bags? Yeah. Oh. Ours you know, like, like hard the soft boxes. ones? No. Yeah, but we don't have soft We have the hard boxes, too. Oh, no, I've never even seen our... I've never seen us ever use... Like I yeah. said once again, it's, I'm it's not fairly, fucking cool. Like, it's not a bag like you think of like a No, soft, but I get it though because like, it's more compact and it takes up less room in your bag yeah, so I get lighter. why. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, makes sense. So, uh you're probably carrying like two or three of those for the gunners okay. in your Bergen. Mhm. And one in your belt kit. Okay. So like a second the shit hits a fan, you get those. Yeah, you the start gunners, to right? the guys. Because like, hey, you get clipped, and then yeah. now they're all the way over there, and then he has to go all the way over there to get them. Exactly. It's the whole thing. And the troop boss is typically dishing out his own mags. Yeah. And on the radio, right? Yeah, because his job is to get you guys support and exactly. get you the fuck out of there. So uh, troop boss is typically doing that. Um, so you've got his extra mags. Mm-hmm. So that's one mag extra each, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll bomb mags as well. Okay. So that's kind of how that works. Okay. Um, but it was like, fuck the Bergens. Everything's like, gone. day sack and let's book. Doesn't that freak you out though for a second if you think about it, dropping your Bergen and then if you're not going to get back to it, the idea of the enemy having any sort of kit, yeah, having any does sort piss of... piss me off. It pisses me off. It doesn't just piss me off, but it like, it, it, it makes me, it frustrates me because that's how fucking mistakes get made. Like sure. we had a... Um, you leave a map in there? Well, not even just a map. You know what? We had somebody left a piece of their, uh, left their rain kit out. Oh. Their Canadian issued ranket pants it, and yeah. jacket, and somebody fucking snagged it. And you, you could can walk right up to the line, walk right up shit. to the gate, and yeah. just boom. Like yeah. that, that I get why you guys do it, but that on some level that fucking freaks me out. Yeah, I mean, I think his thinking was it's smart. We'll, we'll fucking book. Yeah, we'll drop a bit of ordnance and we'll and go back gone. and get it all. Right? Yeah, see, or, our, but we also are in the practice of white foss and shit. Oh, okay. Right, so the UK still or. At least it did. I don't know if it still does. Yeah. Uses white false grenades. Yeah. And they're technically just for signaling. <laughs> they're really not. They're great for burning things. I can tell you things. for a fact, <laughs> there's nothing like clearing a room with a white false grenade. I would um, appreciate seeing that because I don't think I would ever get that opportunity. Yeah. Um, watch how quick things move. Yeah. I'm like, watch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But uh, anyway, 
So like we'll white flush it if we have to leave it yeah. and it's a security risk. Yeah. So like we've white flushed a vehicle before. Mm-hmm. Like you just fucking pop the grenade under the engine mm-hmm. or on top of the engine, close the hood and yeah. it rips through. We do that with um, artillery guns. Okay. Like because the, the M triple sevens are so advanced now, they are not they are not what they used to be. What yeah. we what we first practice on, um, these things now shoot you know forty. 40 kilometers 40 up to 46 kilometers pinpoint accuracy with and the the goddamn barrel alone is worth a million dollars so yeah they're beautiful machines that make me real happy inside um and so we you know you take we there's somebody in charge of everything destroying everything some guy drops a grenade down the barrel some guy grabs the computer and starts going to fucking town on it some other you know there's you know there's protocol so i understand it and i get it so so you move yeah so we're booking it like south over the mountain yeah but it's like fire movement right so it's one foot's always on the ground you know yeah. so fire teams and we we drill this we know this yeah like fucking the back of muscle our memory this yeah. is what we're trained yeah and so you're boom yeah moving changing yeah. you name moving, it right? and you're always yelling and you're always communicating so somebody knows when somebody's changing around somebody knows when yeah. somebody's shooting down range and then so we get to kind of the crest of this hill and i wouldn't call it a mountain it's like it's like a hill but you know what afghanistan's like just fucking it's all hilly hills and rocks and sand and shale and it's a the shale gets me because it's it it doesn't look like it's there but then when you're running down stuff and you slip and you slip and eat shit shit and you smash your chin on your rifle for the 50th time feels so fun (laughs) oh my god i miss those days it was just destroying my face and i try to explain to guys like when they ask and i've gotten much better at like talking to civilians about because like i work for mm-hmm. fire department now and mm-hmm. they're very curious like well yeah because you're so fucking cool to them man yeah and, i mean you're okay for most of us but you're so fucking <laughs> cool to know <laughs> but really and, and so they ask a lot of questions and it used to really bother me because i'm like oh, fuck i don't talk about it right like, yeah uh, and my impression was civilians don't want to talk about it either they just want to hear like the fucking movie shit right? that's not like, true though but it's very interesting because like I, I explained to these guys like so like what you see in the movies it's not what it's like yeah like in a firefight different. you fall over probably 20 times all the fuck- because you're fucking weigh a million pounds <laughs> say you're top of <laughs> and like you're running on uneven ground. You're not yeah. looking where you're going because you're just trying to move. Not even there, there's there's no looking at the ground. It's crazy. Like, you're just pure instinct at that point. Yeah. Like, and your adrenaline is obviously helping you be more perceptive of your environment. But like, but you roll your ankle and you're just you still running over on it. all the time. Like, and I I'm see. talking like clearing buildings. Yeah. I've had buddies fall in the door of the, you know the room <laughs> they're clearing. Kids. And it's like, well, good job Terry wasn't in here because yeah, we'd both be dead. And then that's what made the yeah. situation of the day. Um, so you guys are moving, you're booking it over south? Yeah, and so we get to like the crest of this hill and um, my troop boss is kind of assessing the situation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, where we need to go is like five kilometers from here. So okay. we can either just fucking like... Hump it or... Fight these guys off till nightfall and then fuck off. Yeah. Right, because again, I think it was like midday when shit started and it was like... Yeah, a good half hour for us to get to there, right? So when that happened, though, did where if you guys were saying it was like daylight, I mean they've got the they've got the leg up now because oh, they yeah. know their terrain. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they know everything. But they were on top of us in two minutes after yeah. that flare went off, and they, we were still trying to figure out how that happened. Those guys, okay, you know what I don't understand is that those fucking guys can run up a hill <laughs> with the stamina of a goddamn billy goat. Yeah. There is no way that any other human being can do that unless you were born and raised in that environment. Precisely. Like a, it's like, also the altitude, right? Where do you guys, do you guys go 
anywhere pre-deployment to adapt to the altitude. Are you talking about cool people or me? You. No. No. Texas. We we climb we climb a lot of. I mean we climbed a. Well, I suppose I mean, Canada's got some altitude, right? Like. Yeah, I was in. I was posted to Vaquetsit, so uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what that was in Quebec, but I know there was you know there. They do have some mountains and yeah. shit there, or hills. We call them hills because this is we have mountains here. Yeah. But um, I no, I can't remember honestly doing any any sort of altitude stuff. And I, I think that's because they, me specifically, I'm not. I was not. I'm not infantry. I was not my my that trade. That wasn't what you were supposed to. My be doing. trade specific. No, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. My trade specific training was an artillery gunner, and I knew how to load that bitch made that thing move and yeah. shoot rounds to protect people like you and try not to land Which on we you appreciate yeah you're welcome when, when we don't fucking land on you yeah. um but i didn't i never got that opportunity i would have loved to have that opportunity but well because i remember we went before i was on a team we went and did pre-deployment in uh, saudi arabia in the mountains again you're the fucking cool guys <laughs> But it, it was, the mate? But it was not great because like England's an island, so it's all at sea level, right? Yeah, and you're like, never gonna get anything. Yeah, but these so, guys, mate, they can they can billy goat. Fucking, it's incredible. It, like, the pace. And but I, I guess the thing they're doing that we're not doing yeah. is they're light as fuck. It's an AK and maybe a couple of spare mags. And, yeah, and they like, and, and when they don't have that, that's it. Yeah. And, and they fully know that though. Coming into that fight, that they're okay with having the minimal amount because they yeah. would rather at least those Taliban members would rather die fighting because yeah. then they go to Allah and they have their seventy someone seventy two virgins. virgins. Yeah. And you're a warrior. It's like it's like for us if we die in battle, it's a Valhalla for most of us, and yeah. for you, your religion. Just so you go to the heavens. That's right. To well, the, to the old father. Well, it's okay. You can come knock on my door, where the where all the cool savages are, just covered in blood. <laughs> what are you talking? I'm Scandinavian. I know. Well, then you need to talk about where you need to go. My son is named. No, I'm not going to say my son's name. Don't say your yeah. son's name. You guys. But it's a cool name. It is a cool it's, name. It's, it's, it's very Nordic. Yeah. Scandinavian. Yeah. It's very Scandinavian. Um, um, so, okay. So, I, I, so to get I to know we're trailing off and I know why we keep trailing off. And that's why I'm allowing you to trail off here. Thank you for being so, patient with me. No, there is no goddamn rush. We have been doing this, my friend, for how long are we now, Coleman? Uh, just about two hours. Yeah, just wow. about two hours. So. We've gone long, way longer than I thought I would. Oh, I thought we'd no, we're going to keep going, but do you need to take a break? No, no, I'm good. So uh, my troop boss was kind of making the decision, do we hold these guys off yeah. or fight here or do we fuck off, right? Like mm -hmm. Because up until that point, we'd kind of not been getting the upper hand in a firefight. And like you know, like the phases of a firefight mm -hmm. where it's like winning the firefight. And is, when you can see you're not and, winning and so the like, firefight. We just didn't have the ammunition yeah. or the bodies to be winning the firefight. And this was on day five of your recce or three? Day three. Okay, so you guys are mid through your, already through your rations. You guys are mid, you know, you're tired. Yeah. You're already been on like edge for three days. And so okay. he, he kind of made the decision, you know what? We're just going to fucking end X and Okay. Like beat feet and get out of here. Are as you fast glad that was the decision made? I I mean, you always look back on it like to hindsight's twenty twenty. Could could we have fucking held him off for the helicopter? So we knew the helicopter was there, and then fucking but then beat you, it after that. But then you put sometimes then you make that decision. Who else are you putting at risk? Well, now? then that's I think what the troop boss is thinking about is like, mm -hmm. is it worth seven guys dying? Is it worth seven guys dying? And also, is it worth? Potentially having a, a helicopter shot down, having yeah. to come that close, or having to send a fucking Apache, a whole or, other team, and then you know, you know I mean? potentially that team going down. And as we're well. way out of range of any kind of artillery. So at you're, this point. yeah, and so you're not because like, we're not shooting. We can't shoot up. You know, forty k is our 
46 is our max, and that's with the Excalibur round. And yeah. that takes some insane amount of time to get approved by Ottawa. I'll say, what's that, like 90 grand around or Try something? Try me again, my friend. Keep is it going. More? Half a like million. Half a million. Fuck me. The thing's got pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. It's got GPS guided. It makes me happy inside. What's well, like uh, when we used to fire? <laughs> I love it. And nope, we didn't get, I don't think we got to shoot it. Uh, it's very rare because once uh, you open that box, if you. It's got to be used. Oh, it's got to be used. you got a time limit because now the uh, battery's clicking on it. you got to get a call from Ottawa. Ottawa's got to clear it. It's that's go mental. It's a whole thing, man. So, so we anyway. have, uh, you know, the javelin, right? Yeah. So those are like eight, nine thousand pounds yeah. around, yeah. right? And so it's uh, a lot of money. So we used to like just every time, every time we got to fire one, and we thought about like, fuck, I don't get paid enough. Just like, yeah. In fairness. In fairness, like, I've also spent about four hundred thousand euros yeah, on rounds today. Two million pounds yeah. worth of ammunition like, plus like this week. Yeah. Like I get it. Maybe that's why they don't pay us as much. It's all the cool toys. Yeah. So you fuck off. Yeah, so we fuck off and we, we're doing, again, fire movement because we're just trying to bounce, like, yeah. and Terry's, like, not taking a hint, like. Are so, they are they getting close now? How close so, are they? So close enough that AK rounds are becoming a, a danger. Okay. So, like, within 300 meters for sure. Oh, okay, so now you guys are really starting to see faces here, team. Yeah, and so the nice thing about, like, what I used to do is you get a little bit of freedom in your weapon your loadout stuff yeah. like that mm -hmm. um so i used to carry a scar l because okay. fires a five uh 762 by 51 round yeah um versus like rsae which i also really love like yeah the sa is the most underrated underappreciated weapon <laughs> and i get it when it came out it was a pile of shit <laughs> like just give it a chance but they've done a lot to improve it and yeah. I, I actually really like it okay like, i think it, if I'll, they I'll sold a that. civilian version i would i would buy one you wouldn't be allowed i know but i would i know <laughs> somehow you would still i would i would get a picture going of course you could get it well and the thing is is like the number of times just to sidetrack here yeah a number of times like i've been coming on and off of camps in the uk and i'm like I could fully just put my whole rifle in this bag right now. Nobody and would no know. no one would know. No, no one, one would bat know. an eyelid. No, and they wouldn't ask you where... That's I fine. broke your pen. It's okay. <laughs> it's a break. It's pen's break. Um, it's because you guys are the fast guys. If you... Nobody's going to question anything in your bags ever. What's in your bag? Don't ask. Yeah. He'll rip, he will <laughs> take your face and break it before you even know it happened. Like, just don't ask those guys. Yo, it, like, and it was actually kind of irresponsible <laughs> fair enough i don't I, you know whatever i get it so what happens you guys are 300 you're in 300 meter distance here yeah and so how many guys are you talking coming at you uh so i vividly remember like seeing at least 20 oh fine like, are we talking any teenagers here oh yeah like and I think fighting age right? so that's like, a, but that's important to explain because fighting age for for people like us is which is obviously you would like think like 18, 18 to, mid 30s right like no but fighting age fighting down age there, there, 12, 12, up, yeah, 12 right? and up. That's when you become a man. You yeah. pick up your first AK and you take a, you take a shot at them. Well, fucking, I remember lighting, like, say a kid, it could have been 15. You up, don't like, know because they all look But I remember the lighting a kid up and he was like carrying a Lee Enfield rifle. You know, and like, I'm this like, thing is bigger than you. It's fucking taller than him for yeah. sure. And I'm like, you must have gotten this. The He's first time the Brits invaded Afghanistan, well, like... All the weapons that the Taliban, at least that I noticed and I witnessed, were all using... I mean, my God, I can show you photos after this. We would confiscate... Just piles and but piles, But they were yeah. straight-up Russian-era, yeah. like... AKs uh, yeah, and AK SVTs rounds. and... Oh, yeah, and these things were rusted to hell, but they will fire 
Oh yeah. Like there's no tomorrow. But you you look at them and you would think you would think oh this is a, a scrap pile or a junk yeah, yeah. or a junk, but it's not. Well, have you seen? Uh, they get a lot of them refurbished in Pakistan. There's like a huge uh, underground gun manufacturing, and and prior to that, like the Al Qaeda, and after that, ISIS all comes from like Pakistan. Um, fuck, what's that place in Southeast Asia? It's also a Muslim nation. Uh, um, which one are you talking about? Malaysia. Oh yes. Um, Every time you say Malaysia, I think of the Malaysian plane. Yeah, right. I don't know why. <laughs> that, I feel like that. I want to say that's its claim. Malaysia's claim to. But international fame, fame is, like, is that hey, like we had that, this plane go missing like for a long time and like people legitimately were like looking on Apple um, and Google like didn't didn't it have like a bunch of like scientists on it uh, yeah shit? yeah it was like, some like crazy but that that's sorry that's insane to me anyway so Malaysia does weapons as well then oh yeah okay um but I mean it's there's a huge like you if you we're just like moved to the Middle East and you wanted to buy a firearm, you go buy one in these You can get like, them anywhere. Underground Pakistani weapons markets and they literally like they look like you know what steampunk is? Yeah. Like they look like that, like homemade weapons. That's but they're amazing. made of parts of other weapons. But like, somehow they fire effectively and without any sort of jamming issues ever, it feels yeah. like. They well, never fuck, seem yeah. to have those issues. I've never seen a Terry, you know, working on a <laughs> stoppage. <laughs> no, there's never been a stoppage. It's, they're always seem to fire and it's always Yeah, it's always uh, over the head or yeah, yeah. like so from not the hip. Really, or from the hip, yeah. If it's, it's a younger favorite. if it's a yeah. younger and smaller person, you get you get from the hip. This is more of a... This is the advanced like, Yeah, that's the advanced. <laughs> that's their marksman, yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, we're horrible people. Um, okay, so now what's happening? You're over the so, hill. So, uh, and we can probably make it about 3K okay. uh, over the next yeah, hour or so. And we're, mm -hmm. we're hoofing it now. Like, we're... You're not, far enough away from the rounds should be... Yeah, we're kind of, like, just tolerating the zips and the pops. Okay. Uh, and just really focusing on getting the shit out of there. Mm -hmm. And they're sending us a Black Hawk. So we're like, okay, well, the Black Hawk will have a gunner. So you would think that they would do cover down, like, And I'm hoping the, gov the gunner will fucking go to town. <laughs> like <laughs> Unleash hell yeah. from and, above. Sorry. And so we I were like, it. you know, we're all picturing that scene in... Uh, what is it? Full Metal Jacket or Platoon? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah. you should do a story on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, yeah. I want that guy. I want That's that the guy, guy I want in the helicopter. I love that about that. Um, so, so great. Anyone who runs is a VC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, so anyway, um, we get about 3K and uh, I'm turning, I'm firing, my partner's moving. Mm -hmm. I get up and you know, like when you're doing fire movement, you know, pepper potting as mm -hmm. we call it. But what do you guys call it? Uh, Serpentine. serpentine. I, I don't like, even know what they call it. We just, Americans, just know to move. Yeah, Americans call it serpentine. But you run left and then right and yeah, at zigzag. random intervals. Yeah. Right? And so I'm cutting. I cut right and boom, I fall over. Like, oh, that's normal, common occurrence. <laughs> You're like, I hit my face <laughs> <Yeah>. regularly. <laughs> so I fucking go to get back up. Uh -huh. And as I get up, I go to step on my right leg again, and boom, I hit the floor again. We have a situation here. What the fuck? God damn it. My adrenaline's buzzing, right? So you could, you didn't feel anything? You didn't feel like a I pinch felt or like a burn? Pain. I felt like pain. Like like sharp pain? Like, you ever been like punched in the thigh and it gives you that like, dead Charlie. leg? Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. So lot, like, it actually. felt like that, right? Oh, oh, but I, I was like, I must have just hit something, right? When you or fell like, down, you must yeah, have just yeah. hit it funny on a rock. And so 
my brain is like, let's keep moving. <laughs> Stop being a bitch here, James. Yeah. And the second time after I fell, I felt water leaking. You felt wet. Right? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And so I looked and my hand's covered in blood. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I've been shot. <laughs> oh, lovely. Where'd you get? So where'd you get hit? <laughs> so I got hit right kind of. Right below the ass. Yeah, right below the ass. Oh, so you're kinda. not quite Forrest not Gump Forrest level. Gump. Yeah, you're not quite that cool, but you are like, you're right on the edge of the yeah. ass. See, oh. but well, I also got shot in the back at the same time. Okay, this is news to me. But this is the same bullet trail, is how they said it probably happened. Say again. So, AK, an Ra- experienced yeah, yeah, fire. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Every consecutive round is higher than the last, yes. right? Yes. Oh, so you got yeah. one of these. So what they think happened is a first one hit me in the leg, and then as I was falling, the second one hit my plate and span into my back. So you're lucky it didn't kick up into yeah. your neck and so head. So what happened is it's just about here. So he's talking shoulder blade scapula, level. Yeah, yeah scapula. Um, and stopped like pretty pretty shallowly in my back because of the plate absorbing most of it. Well, it's nice that you had that there. I mm-hmm. guess that single little piece of plate. Yeah, I was like, it's all wow, what do you know? It is all <laughs> Ironically, I, I didn't need anything else. <laughs> wow, government, you were so right to cheap out. Yeah. I only got hit here. <laughs> Great job, guys. Oh my God, that's so ironic though too because you were bitching about that before. I know. Okay. So I really should be thanking them. You really but... should be the opposite. <laughs> Gosh. But I'll tell you what, if I had the big steel one or the big ceramic one... Still wouldn't have saved your ass. Probably would have. I don't know if I... Because they, they have that... Because uh, those ones are just Kevlar, right? Okay. And so the Kevlar fabric is mm-hmm. breakable, right? It, mm-hmm. it gets hit and then uh, it fucking falls apart, basically. Yeah, but then that's useless because what if you get hit with more than one round? Well, it's like so it, it, it can take multiple rounds. But if I'd had the big steel plate, it probably would have stopped it completely because it's got the anti-spalling shit, right? So the bullet hits the steel, but then that spalling stuff like takes mm-hmm. the shards of the bullets, whereas the Kevlar plate didn't. It span out and hit me in the back. So what you're saying is you would have steel. rather to not go into your back? Yeah. But look how cool you are now. <laughs> look at the fucking cool story you have. True. No, I'm sorry. That was horrible. So anyway, uh, I understand that would have fucking sucked. I didn't know you got hit in the back. I thought you were just in the lick. Well, because why'd you downplay that? It wasn't the full bullet. Oh, so well, I'm like... sorry. <laughs> what? So getting clipped with shraps of shrapnel, of like literal shrapnel, is not good enough. You won't mention that. You're like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm completely covered with shrapnel. I've taken two rounds. But what I told you is, oh yeah, I just got I just got like you played it off when we first met, mate. That you just <laughs> I got shot in the leg. It was no big deal. I just kept on moving. What? <laughs> How? Why did I have to wait this long to hear this? Well, okay. I'm a very private person. Well, I mean, fuck. I'm really okay. So you but got shot in the back too. Fantastic. I'm saving it for you, you know. Like, I feel like I'm, I knew you were going to start your own podcast. I wanted. You is that to wait. you knew my life? My life yeah, goals. I knew you were mm-hmm. going on the up and up. I was oh. like, let me just help propel oh, you. Oh, you want to? Wow. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. That's it's probably going to help. <laughs> I'll take full credit for it, though, like I pretended I knew it. Oh, holy yeah. shit, I had no idea, man. So so then uh, I couldn't walk, so yeah. I was, like, moving and crawling, and I hit the radio, and I'm like, yeah, boys, I've been shot. Yeah. So the guys come grab me, and they've yeah. got one guy holding me on his shoulder, and I'm, like, going with my good leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the shitty thing is now we only have 
five guns in the fight. Yeah. Four if you count the troop boss who's pretty much out of ammo at this point. And who's and how and how far are they? Are they enclosed? So we can we're about two K from our ERV. Mm-hmm. Um and so we're like That's a big that's a distance that's to a, cover. Yeah. And that's I was like, I really don't want cover. these fucking guys to have to carry me two K. But I actually researched the average uh the average distance that uh, wounded soldiers carry yeah. in special forces is about one kilometer. Okay. So you had to get your ass one kilometer at least <laughs> yeah. extra so, before you could have to make them fully hump you yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, look, we're going to go 1K and then you're doing all the work. Yeah, like I'm going to give this a go. So then they dragged me behind like a little bit of hardcover. It's just a rock face, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking like packing my own wound. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like, that felt great. Now, you know that sea lock shit as well. Okay. Has got that coating quick on clot. it. Yeah. Yeah, quick right? clot. It fucking burns because it's exothermic. Yeah, and that's why you got to turn away. The, yeah. you remember being taught about quick clot? Yeah. Don't, don't never fucking do it in front of your eyes because you will lose your vision. Yeah. Turn your fucking head to the left. So, Revert your eyes. So I'm like this. <laughs> I can't oh! see it. <laughs> and it's like that scene in fucking 21 Jump Street when they're fingering each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And the boys were joking like years years later. They're like, "Oh, I fucking remember you fingering your asshole." When you're, we were like, like, <laughs> you're like, "I had nothing else important to do. I thought this was the time for that." Yeah. None of you guys would finger it for me. Yeah, exactly. So Freaking then queers. they left you. So did they were planning on leaving you there? No, no, no. Okay, so, I was gonna say, can we please? So they pulled they pulled me into some hardcover, and again, like we're in that kind of long-range battle for small arms at least yes. like luckily we had a gpmg and i had the scar l so we're we, we had the greater reaching than yeah. the 762 short that their ak's are firing so you're getting a little bit of an advantage so we we're winning the firefight for in now the sense of range right yeah um however me being down didn't help um and so um they fucking like I pack my wound mm-hmm. I get an FFD on there yeah. and I just fucking reef yeah. and I'm like let's go yeah. I don't want to hang around anymore no because this is going to get worse I'm yeah. going to run out of stuff to start packing stuff with yeah. exactly so we fuck off um, and we eventually make it and like we can troop bosses like confirm helicopters ready okay good. like but it's gonna he's like letting them know like shit's hitting the fan down yeah, it's here. getting like, a little sideways you have to move it's hot like <laughs> it's super <laughs> warm out here <laughs> be ready for entry so then we use these uh infrared uh yeah yeah glow sticks right mm-hmm. yeah we have them you pop the mvgs like, on and, and everybody can yeah. wing it around right so they're like pearson sit here and wing this around so you're like, like this is all i'm good for <laughs> They're just fucking winging, winging this infrared glow stick around, and uh, I'm sorry, but I feel like that's like a, a scene from like Magic Mike. It's like oh, totally. Just, you just I was like, woo, woo. go boys! <laughs> Thanks for saving me. And so, uh, oh my fucking god, troop boss is like, all right, gents, like two minutes. Like, yeah, fucking let him have it. Yeah, like we just want him as far away from the helicopters. Yeah, possible, because you right? clip that, and you're all hooked yeah. now. And so. Uh, we, the guys had probably like 100 foot, 200 feet perimeter. Mm-hmm. And they were just like... Just unleashing hell. Fucking like letting the rounds go like they're going out style, right? It's like, like the first, it's like their first time shooting ever. Like, yeah, yeah. Yay! You can just hear the machine gunner's boner from here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can hear it smacking off the bottom <laughs> of your round. Can you please lift it up, please? I can guarantee like 
they melted that barrel for sure. Like, Can, like and to, for someone who doesn't understand, to melt a barrel, to send rounds down range, how 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 many rounds down range do you, before you change a barrel on average? In a proper on average, I would say like depend on the rate of fire. Yeah. So like nonstop, like, like suicide just, tests. Yeah, just like, going for it. 800 to a thousand before mm-hmm. you should probably change that barrel and how and many even rounds then, down range did he have at that point you like think? he'd been Estimate. in a firefight for the last hour hour and a half and, and so rate of fire was the rate of fire was pretty much non-stop <laughs> yeah, yeah so like three round burst every second i'm surprised you know? like, it didn't start to melt and blow up itself because yeah. i mean those can get we do carry one extra barrel for the gpmg but like that's uh, not no enough. one had time to dig that shit and out and nobody right? was going like, to do that yeah so they came Gotcha. So heli- helicopter came, guys fucking like throw me in, and then their medic on the helicopter yep. Got you. is like taking over medical. You did a piss poor job, <laughs> but I'll fix it for you. Good and job, so, James. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, then the boys, like troop bosses, like everyone start withdrawing that perimeter and we'll yep. fuck off out here. And then, so did you only have one? You, you must have had a, a covering Blackhawk though, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah they say, always sent two. two right? Yeah. Well, I learned when I was. Yeah, I guess for you guys it's a little different, but that's why I wasn't sure. I was going to say, did somebody just lay down fire while you so, guys were loading up? like, our gunner on the one we climbed in was, like, letting us know, yeah. oh, yeah, like, I was just lighting people up as we flew through. Oh, so they were coming, they were com- They were getting reinforcements, it yeah, seems yeah. like. So you guys, any longer, that would So it looked been... like we'd kicked the hornet's nest by the look of it, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't, they, they didn't fly over it to show us or anything, because just, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, if it, that's how bad it was then. Yeah. So you went, you came out of that, and you, you did, you stepped into something messy really quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, though, how they would have known, like, because you said that trip flare went up, um, I wonder if this, did they ever figure out how that happened? Like, because so, that, like, that, that had to be a breach of I, some I of something. I remember asking, like, how did that happen? And I remember asking my troop boss, and he said, honestly, like, we must have been seen. Like, someone must have had something shiny or It just it caught somebody's eye. They don't think it was, like, an intelligence breach. Okay, like, that's what I was wondering. I was going to say from, like, an ANA perspective. ANA guy in a command booth fucking just reported our position or whatever well, I don't because think that so. shit happens and that's why i brought it up before yeah. about the ana because like that they are a lot of them are playing both sides and, and some are forced yeah some aren't some are very true believers well and like a lot of people don't know is like a lot of the locals <laughs> that work with the taliban like don't want to but the taliban will, will literally kill kidnap family. and kill their children if mm-hmm. they don't play ball so it's like and they'll do it in front of them yeah and they'll do it we've been the... in villages where we were there a couple of days ago talking to the elder and we come back through and there's fucking kids nailed up to trees and stuff yeah. like they don't it's fucking horrible mm. there's no uh there's no sense of uh they just don't uh, hmm. at the time the the sense there with the people i dealt with not a blanket statement, but the people I dealt with, the sense of um, the fact that they gave a shit about anybody's life is just... There is no value for human life. There is no life. value. Yeah. They um, have no value for human life. Uh, the people I associate... I, survival I, I, of the fittest, right? It's like, I have the yeah. guns, therefore <clears throat> I have the power. And and they do that in every village. Yeah. It's it's like that in every village. So the ANA, they, we had people like that who came in um, as contractors. Mm-hmm. I had a situation that was a... I think you actually would have been proud of me at that situation. That was oh. a moment where I feel like I actually held my shit together for once. Thanks. And like, a, 
but th- I'll tell you that story later. But he, the, the the fact is, they they come in and they can either come in because they're believers that we shouldn't be there, and they they'll volunteer themselves to drug themselves silly, go in and put himself in a situation yeah. where they take out a soldier and hopefully spray as many soldiers as they can. Um, or you get the kind that are been forced in and they are going to have their kids killed their wife beheaded and raped or yeah. stoned to death and if they don't do it and they don't succeed they'll just do it and and most likely at that point that that person will end up getting killed and they'll just end up killing the family anyway yeah. so it's this lose lose situation no matter what so the the lack of human you know the the give a fuck factor is uh for human life is just non-existent so when you <clears throat> when you were on the helicopter and you guys pulled out how what was it like where did you fly into uh, they took us to Kandahar. So did you go roll three? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if you, uh, I wonder if there's anybody I knew in roll three at that time. That's so that funny. That might know me. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I had a few people in there, well, yeah. Well, then I, I, I was like, because the interesting thing is when you get shot is like, you have no idea. You know where it hurts, but your nerves are actually pretty dumb. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like the door wide open here, man. Come on. Well, like you're, you, let's like you, it dulls you the nerve. your hand. Yeah. Right, and you know, oh fuck, my my hand. Yeah. Or my finger, or or whatever. Yeah. But like, the nerves on the inside of you mm-hmm. are just like, this hurts. Yeah, I don't so know what's like, happening. From my knee to like my ribs, yeah. I could just feel pain. Like a throb. Yeah. So I was like, where have I been shot? Like I touched it. Because you didn't quite. I, yeah. Like, and I packed it, but yeah. I'm like, where is that bullet? Is it yeah. up here? Is because everything hurts. And uh, well, and especially because you got hit in the back too, yeah. and that ricochet effect might have felt like your whole back was blown open on the so side. So this one, luckily, when they triaged <clears throat> it, like the guy put his finger in to pack the wound and felt the bullet. Oh, and he could get it out right yeah. there. Oh, fantastic. And so. He was like, I'm not going to pull it out. I'll wait for you to be on the table. Yeah, because like, if you pull that out and something starts to bleed, like you can't stop. Like if it's holding an artery closed or something, yeah, I don't want to fuck with it. it. But like, yeah, he, he went to pack it and he fa- touched the bullet with his fingertip. He said that's the first time it's ever happened to because it, the, because it the stopped most of it. taken a lot of the force out of it, but it still had enough velocity to, to rip penetrate through. my skin. And Would that have been better at that point to do a through and through? I because mean, of where, where it hit? I don't know, like, I don't know that you'd want it ripping through your skin. No, I know shit, but I'm like, saying, like, the way it hit you, like, obviously you don't want it ripping through, but I'm saying from, like, a perspective of, like, doing damage to how much damage did it do? Very little, oh, okay. like, luckily. So, <clears throat> like, they were, like, when at, in a post-op, like, consultations and mm-hmm. shit that you have to do, and then you have to... <laughs> How do you feel about being shot, James? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, I feel great. Thank you for asking. Feels awesome. Feels great. Feel like I'm a new man. But anyway, uh, so in those post-op like consultations, they they said like they gave me all that information. Yeah. Oh, it was likely the same bullet trail. It looks like your Kevlar stopped because I imagine they have a shit world of paperwork to do. Oh, they're gonna anytime somebody gets hurt. Yeah. (laughs) And so. uh, Who shot James in the back? (laughs) Who was it this time? Well, really, then, that should happen. Yeah, right. Blue on blue, green mm-hmm. on green, as we call it. All of the fun bits. Yeah. So, but, um, what happened with the hip? I mean, with your ass. What was the? <laughs> so this one, they said you're one in a million lucky motherfucker. Why? It went in, mm-hmm. hit me in the femur. Did it bounce off your femur? Stopped at my femur. Stopped. Yeah. Didn't break your femur. No. Fucking. Viking bones <laughs> at but its I'm like, finest. 
it's obviously traveling through my webbing belt and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe it lost some velocity or lost some shape. But fucking hit me in the femur, missed like all like, your arteries, arteries, all your main all arteries, my vasculature, there. like, but it's still bleeding like a motherfucker. Well, from, yeah, like, it's venous a, bleeding, right? Still a bullet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> in case you forgot. And so they were like, yeah, when, like we went in, like we put you in for X-ray and all that shit. Yeah. And, like we put our forceps in to open your wound up, and then they put like a long needle to find to see where yeah, the trajectory like, was yeah so oh, they wow. kind of follow the path and they're look, looking for the bullet to take it out yeah. right um and they said when we had you on there we were expecting to find it had either ridden down or up okay and we were really worried that it would have gone up because you can bleed like four liters into your into, head, your, into your pelvis yeah. yeah when we did paramedic school they're like there's one thing you always have to watch for when you do when you do hip breaks and stuff yeah. Is that internal that, bleeding mm -hmm, like, and you can't tell no and that's it you just have to monitor vitals right and yeah like, yeah and it goes south like oh yeah once it goes it goes you can't one stop of four it. liters is almost irreversible yeah like, exactly that's what if, i mean if that's you insane bleed that much you're fucked so literally um, you wow because they were like from when you got shot to when you got on the table yeah. it already been two hours and yeah, so that's we were really worried time. That you had that, bled into like, yourself. You, if, you, if you'd have gotten, if that bullet traveled up <clears throat> into your hip or fragmented up into your hip, yeah. that you'd have bled internally. And like, we were worried about how well we'd be able to get you back. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, like, I had a pretty decent blood pressure. And like, <laughs> you know, of course you did. My, my vitals were good, like getting off the helicopter. Yeah. Um, and so they treat me for shock and all that shit, obviously. But yeah. like, um, no, I remember the drugs. That was the drugs were good. Yeah, the drugs were good. Because the a so pilot good. hit me, not the pilot, sorry, the uh, helicopter yeah. medic yeah. Hit, hit me with my first dose of morphine. Oh, so up to that point, you were just running on adrenaline. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like in pain. I you're remember like, weaving that thing off. around, and it really hurt. Well, yeah, because I was just going to say <laughs> to you, you're right-handed. I didn't right? even know about this. Yeah, so oh, like, so you weren't even aware. You just no. know this really hurts. Yeah. I don't know if it's morally <laughs> or if it's physically, but either way, I'm feeling it radiate down yeah. my back. And so uh, Jesus. it was, yeah, it was a helicopter well, guy that found my secondary wound because no one, like, no one no. was available to do, to like, yeah. as treatment or triage or assessment. Like, it was just like, yeah. fuck, we need every gun in the fight yeah. here. And so Pearson's just going to have to wait out. Like, just going to have to suck it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Remember when we told you to not be a bitch? This is the time. Yeah, this is the time. That's incredible. So they, they hit you with your first dose of morphine, and did you feel it almost like. Oh, like very quickly. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he gave me the first one. I am. Oh, okay. So, so right in there. Yeah. Like didn't, uh, I don't think he did IV. I can't remember to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I just remember like, oh, like you, just you feel like you're melting, go. you know, yeah. like the pain was gone. Yeah. You were on this helicopter ride. And boom, the pain is gone. That's right. Did you get that? Uh, did you get that whole little like, Oh yeah, slow helicopter. Yeah, yeah. those like because though you go in and out of that morphine, right? Yeah, and you're do, like, do, do. yeah, like, you can kind of hear like and moments I, of I've it. never prior to that like done drugs. I don't so ever been drunk, right? Like, of course. And uh, I don't know why, like drugs just never appealed to me. No, like, I get that. Recreational drug use. Yeah, yeah, I get uh, that. It's not that I didn't like. I fucking grew up with plenty of opportunity. Yeah, where <laughs> you're from, it's not like it wasn't. A <laughs> like honest... I'm from a pretty rough area in yeah. england and so uh yeah it, it was just like never appealed to me 
And so I remember this hitting me like a ton of bricks. Like, just and then they gave it to me. Nate, it was too much. Yeah. They gave oh. it to me after as well for like pain management. Mm-hmm. And they were also giving me, what was it, like codeine? Yeah. Um, and so I think it would start with the morphine and then you'd come down to the codeine. And mm-hmm. I remember like just always feeling like a bag of shit on these drugs. Oh, yeah. Because they're so just... tired and like. They, they, they wreak, yeah, they wreak, exactly. They wreak havoc on your body, those yeah. drugs. I mean, they're there for a reason. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> there's definitely a limit where it's like, okay. Yeah, well, and they, in the OR, they're pumping you with like ketamine and stuff like that yeah. as well, which is like a disassociative. So I was just like, like where am I? <laughs> I literally feel nothing. Yeah. It is perfect. It's like, I was shot. Who was shot? Yeah. What do you mean someone got shot? Where I didn't we? know anybody got <laughs> shot. When did that happen? No, you were shot. I wasn't shot. Yeah, I've never been shot in my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're mad, man. I've never been shot. James, you're shot. No, I'm not. I can picture you arguing because I do know you and I know you can, I can see it happening. I have argued on a medical table once That's in it? the military. So I, wasn't, I wasn't wrong. So it, I, I didn't assume wrong. Yeah. But it was not for getting shot. Oh, okay. Fair it was enough. for heat stroke. <clears throat> and oh. I thought it was they, I thought they were trying to rape my friend who also had heat stroke. <laughs> who was trying to rape who? Well, when you get heat stroke, they take your temperature mm. in your butt. Mm. And I had such bad heat stroke, I was like delirious. Oh. And I remember. Was this in training? Uh, this was, yeah, on our, I think it was either our nine mile speed march. Oh, or on... Our endurance course mm-hmm. test you're just so and i just remember so i was pissed off anyway because i knew fuck i got pulled off yeah so now i have to redo this and that later this week is hell yeah yeah um looking towards that so <laughs> my buddy ryan was on the table next to me same reason he got pulled off for heat stroke and uh-huh. i think they had four or five guys pulled off for heat stroke that day Lovely. yeah and so i'm like seeing them flip him over and whip his pants down and shove stuff up his ass. I'm like, they're trying to rape him. Like, get off my fucking friend. I like pushing, Don't rape pushing nurses and doctors off me to try and like get to him. They're like, James, but he's raping. Yeah. Somebody stop the raping. Like, are we raping? <laughs> are we raping? We Nobody told me we were raping. That's horrible. Yeah. Didn't oh. sign up for this part of recruit no, training. No, this was not the recruit training that I was informed of. <laughs> That's You wait for the unit to do that shit. That know? stuff's also like totally that that shit happens overseas oh yeah like crazy well and that's like the royal marine commandos is one of those units that still doesn't have women in it yeah and people are like oh well that's pretty sexist it's like <clears throat> no it's not it's the reality is it's a frontline unit it's only ever going to be used for war fighting mm-hmm. right secondly we have invited many many fit women and they don't to make try it and they don't make it and I'm of the mindset that you don't move the goalposts. No, you have to meet the goals as uh, the the everything that everybody else has to do. If you want to, if you want to fight in this war, you want to participate with these people in this caliber. You damn well better put up. Yeah. Or you're you need to leave because it's just gonna get somebody else killed. Precisely. It has nothing to do with sex. I've always been of that mindset that you know people get mad at me when they say, well, you're. But you're a female soldier. How can you be? You need to be a feminist. You need to be more for women. No, I'm of the mindset that everybody should get the opportunity. Yeah. If you can do it, all the fucking power to you. There's that. There's a. I was talking to on the vet again on the vet pivot podcast. We were talking about it again. Uh, There is a girl that just made it through ranger school. Yeah. I think I read that story too. Good for her. 
good for yeah. you. All you for go. you. I'm fucking. I would love to meet her. I'd love to talk with her. That sounds incredible. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I also wasn't given a chance to try it. But in, I'm also five foot, 110 pounds. Yeah. So. You know, and at that time, like, even after I was, I had been fighting my whole life, the idea of that, I just, <clears throat> to be able to pick up a, you know, 250-pound guy, puts his pack, I mean, I know at a certain point what I'm physically capable of, and it it might be enough to pass a physical test. Yeah. It might be able to pass that stuff. But is it enough stuff, to do the job? But is it enough to do the job outside the wire when some my buddy's bleeding out? And yeah. I know that's not. So, but, you know... To say that is also to say, though, but I was able to do the job when that time came. Yeah. So, so even though I didn't get the opportunity to try to do that for, like, special forces because we don't offer that as an operator, um, or at least... I didn't. I don't think we offer offer that in Canada I don't as think operator. They do. I think you can become CSOR, uh, yeah, but you can't you can be an op. Do... But not op. Not you're not operational. Yeah. I think you're in, but you're you can still be. And C-SOR. you can do like intelligence as well. <clears throat> yeah, you can so do. You an... get to be in. Theater, oh yeah, you're, you're doing. Just not... It's a different type of theater, yeah. and then you can yeah. So there are ways to do that those things, but for where I came into and the options that were given to me, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like I was going to be offered a CSOR position. It's just not, and yeah. so. But ironically enough, I end up going out with some of the you know the highlanders yeah. and, and the black watch so i did i, I did got to do end up what i wanting to do anyway so yeah. you were um, basically infantry <clears throat> during your time in theater yeah i did more of that i think and then i we did active like artillery shooting mind you we shot some stuff that's fun we shot ag we shot loom we shot all the fun bits we shot willy p i love shooting things the the idea of blowing something up and watching it just go disappear off the face of the map i'm not saying anybody's in it i'm saying just a general explosion of just like just to see something i don't know what it is and to be the one that just pulled the lanyard yeah and all it is all it takes is once that thing is loaded it is literally a, Pull a string. It's a hip. <laughs> and then that whole thing goes, boom, and it shoots, and the recoil on it. It's it's a thing of beauty when one of those things goes off. Um, <clears throat> the power behind it, it's just, it's it's all-encompassing. I'm, I just love, I loved my job so much. Yeah. Sorry, artillery guns to me are just like beautiful, beautiful things. They're super cool. They make me really That's happy one thing inside. I've never gotten to do. You didn't ever get to shoot? Gun? No. I fired guys. just about everything else. Really? Yeah, like I've fired lots of like recoilless mounted guns and yep. stuff like that. Uh, tons of javelins, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. And laws, you name it. Yeah. Right? No, but I'm telling you, there's, there's something. I've even put a mortar down a tube. Okay, I had a fucking situation happen overseas with a mortar and I'm totally okay talking about it because I fucking almost pissed my pants. I was freaking out so bad. No, seriously, we actually, okay. <clears throat> you got to understand something here. I did not speak French. Gross. Why would you? <laughs> French is, it is the second a language dog language. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so I was posted to Vaquette without speaking any French. So for the next bit of training, I went from off of the graduation guns, okay? Learned how to become an artillery gunner on graduation day. Just got my gunners. Um, <clears throat> got my uh, cap badge. They said, you're going to Vacuets and you're deploying in April. This was in like uh, August. Mm. So I had to learn French in that time. And like, don't get me wrong. You can learn it. It's doable. I was willing to do it if I had people to translate. There were some that would translate for me and help me. But some didn't speak English at all. So when I went to do my mortar course, 
straight up French. When I did my RWS weapon system, straight French. Uh. When I did my M777 for the artillery, <laughs> the 155 100 pound rounds I'm going to chuck down your face. Yeah. French. French gross. <clears throat> Not gross, super complicated. So I learned all my commands in French. And, but just because I knew my commands in French didn't mean I also understood every intricacy in between that. Yeah, yeah. And, w- what that meant are we going to send a round down are we not like are we in holding pat like i so this is what happened we got a fucking mission for it in afghanistan i don't uh, i'm pretty sure it was yeah it was live rounds it was it we got a we got a mission call and um <clears throat> we go out to the mortars and i'm standing in front of the mortars and i'm actually realizing i don't know what i'm doing i wasn't luckily <laughs> i wasn't on i was not on um i was not on the the actual site so i was not the one that was going to be controlling where this thing was going to land thank yeah. god i mean it definitely would have said something well, because could you imagine trying to program coordinates in french take forever it does <laughs> it takes so much the time. numbers take forever to say yeah I, I, they do yes yeah, i say 62 62 it's just like <laughs> oh my god so i i'm sitting there and they're like okay like round down range i grab the mortar and i freeze Cause I had I had like a thing with grenades happen, where the first time I picked up a grenade, I panicked. You I didn't. It. No, I'm not one of those fucktards. I had a moment of like, I a moment of realization of the power of this tiny little object. Mm-hmm. And I did not grow up in a gun family. I did not grow up in a hunting family. I did not grow up in a family that you know w- weapons were prevalent in my life. Just not. Yeah, yeah. So getting the c7 in training for the first time was like oh my god i loved it i felt girl like, boner oh girl oh yeah i loved it real <laughs> so sweet um i loved her and then the first time i picked up a grenade it i think that was the moment where it really really like hit me the power of something like this and what the reality was i was going into um i never had that with a gun before yeah and i never had that kind of overwhelming revelation of holy fuck if i drop this i'm gonna blow up into pieces and well well i'm small and low to the ground grenades are the most overhyped they uh, shut up don't you talk negatively about forces person yes that spent a lot of time throwing them will tell you this yes they are the most ineffective i know but they're so fucking cool the shock wave that does the work for you the shrapnel part of it yeah is actually kind of eh. unless you're close 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 that shrapnel part's not going to affect it's going to be the wave so i when i i kind of held it and i remember like literally like walking over like they're like hey burns are you ready and i'm like yeah let's do it let's do it and i grab it and and i go to pull it and what pin sticks no yes exactly and so this my sergeant though because it stuck and i didn't want to like do this and let yeah, yeah. go so it's like this yeah and so, exactly so he goes he goes to do it and he goes to do it himself and he's like he, he couldn't get it to go so i was like okay i'm not a fucking idiot then so i'm doing it and he goes he gets it a little loose and then he hands it back to me yeah and i'm like it's loose it's loose i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and so i grab it and i pull it and as soon as i pulled that I don't even remember time. You wanted to throw it away. I, I don't <laughs> remember time. There was no, there was no second. I thought I, it was like that. <gasps> I did the steps. It was like, <laughs> frick, 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 frick. like it was literally made no sense. It, I had to redo it again. Yeah. So after that, he's like, I just want to take a deep breath. Like 
it's very he goes it's very this is how he calmed me down it's very rare that when you pull a pin it'll actually just explode in your hand it happens all the time <laughs> but it you know it rare and i'm like but that'll happen to me you're and the one i'm the one you've been chosen so i i did i did it again it was all fine whatever so anyway when we're doing this mortar i go to drop it down and i freeze it's like, you're great, Kels. You're meant for this job. <laughs> and so I put it in the tube. And where I freeze at was the sergeant started yelling at me. And I did not understand him at oh. all what he was saying because it was so fast. Was he also speaking French? Yeah, of course. Gross. French unit. And so I'm at this point, I'm starting to understand a good amount. But like now we're I in mean, like theater and shit's <laughs> going sideways. And I'm like, <laughs> I have a bomb in my hand. There's an amount of body language that yeah, and does, then, transcends language, right? And you know what <laughs> happened with that body language? It went from fire, like fire, to dab on that burns, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> and now I'm getting like the full, yeah. I'm getting chopped. And now he's coming at me. He's like, dab on that, go on that burns, go on that fire. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> and then so I go to drop it and all I can picture happening is me forgetting to move my hand. And taking your hand off. And taking my goddamn hand off. And that also has happened. Really? God, how tired have you got to be? Very. And so I go to do it, and all I can remember was, like, just pull your hand back in like there's a million dollars. Just drop it and go down the tube, and then hope that I don't knock the tube over at the same time. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, this is the case but for women. But those base plates are so heavy. I know. Well, they're not, though. And so... so when I'm, you have to carry them up a mountain, they're heavy. All right? That's listen, <laughs> our weapons are worth so much money now. We're not really allowed outside the wire with those unless it's like last resort. Those artillery guns don't move on. They don't get driven. They get flown because yeah, those enough. barrels are too expensive. Million dollars a pop. Million dollars a pop. And that's not even the computer system. Yeah. I mean, they chuck those things around on average, but it's not. So, wow. <sighs> Sorry. Offended. It's just so boring. I'm so, what? <laughs> I had to yawn. My kids woke up at five o'clock. And what time does mine wake up every I day? I don't know, five. Yeah. Yeah. So, but every day. Do you feel my pain? Mm, but we had three. That was your choice. Yeah. I made that decision. <laughs> true. true. We, we both made our beds and you... You just kept making it. That's right. I chose to make it one time, one time only. You look like this. You gotta make a bed. See, see, but now my listeners are really not gonna get to see the (laughs) the British captain, British man over here (laughs) of the perfect SAS here. Like this is ridiculous. I I wanted to do SBS. Just, just. Speaking of the SBS, did you hear about that the other week? No. In off the coast of the Isle of Wight, some idiot Nigerian immigrants in the UK tried to fucking pull their you know, starving Marvin routine on what? on a ship off the coast of the Isle of Wight. And so the SBS got deployed for it um, and the one team just went and fucked them up in like ten minutes. Did you, so explain explained for the listeners what uh the starving uh starving Marvin kinda so thing means. There's like quite an issue with piracy in places like Sierra Leone and uh, Somalia. And that's where you did your contract work. Yeah, a little bit of it. Okay. Um but uh so it, the boats around those areas will often hire armed uh, contractors to yeah. protect the shipping lanes, right? And this is you working as a civilian now. Yes. No longer in. But uh, doing the same damn thing with way more money and cooler kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But one of the interesting things is like 
they don't really expect to have to do that in like friendly waters like by Europe and stuff mm -hmm. like that but like just two weeks ago for whatever reason some Nigerians got it in their head that it'd no. be a great idea to overtake this cargo vessel off the coast of have they not learned I, I don't know how desperate <laughs> like, can you be to keep keep trying the same thing right and in the UK yeah. literally I think it's like a 30 minute helicopter ride from RM pool which is where the SBS live yeah <laughs> you were literally picking the worst it's almost like they wanted to fail yeah it's like jumping into a lion's den and then starting a fight with the big male lion that's like. sleeping you're poking him in the hip and you're like come play with me come play yeah. with me you're going to die so anyway that happened but that's what I wanted to do prior to leaving the military is go SBS eventually and but. that was your thing and then when you got out I was like well, I'm going to do contract work. what there is to do. And yeah, okay. so I ended up uh, reaching out to a friend of mine uh, who was a Delta, not sorry, Delta Navy SEAL. Okay. Um, and he worked for an American company called uh, LGS Matrix at the time. Okay. Uh, and they did close protection work. So I was mm -hmm. like, hey, how do you get into that? And he's like, I'll just make a phone call. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, this is how I yeah. am now. <laughs> and so for those of you that don't know, in yeah. the private contracting world, it's who you know. It's always who you know. Like, it's how you. It, that's the determines the best yeah. paid gigs. Your in works. is your network, yeah. and uh, you know the sad thing about it is that like I have tons of contacts that are like totally expired now. Like mm -hmm. those guys change their phones at least every year. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just lose touch with those people, and it's yeah. a very all-consuming life to live. Yeah, uh, and that's why you got out of it. And that's why I got out of it. Yeah, because I knew like. I sat in a bar one night in uh, in Dubai, mm -hmm. and uh, I was just having like a Coke and a burger. Because Coke is, so again, good. Yeah. <laughs> James loves Coke. And so uh, I was looking around and I could see a fair amount of other contractors there. It's painfully obvious when yeah, they're traveling. Because they're all white, and, and they're they... all wearing 5'11 pants. <laughs> and like... They're wearing like the same type of boots. Yeah. yeah it's painful. And so anyway, uh, I'm looking around and I see a couple of guys that I recognize. I strike up a conversation with him and I was like, oh, so how long have you been doing this? He's like, oh, I've been doing this for like 15 years. I'm like, fuck, like, where'd you get your military experience? Yeah. Oh, well, I was in Gulf One. And like, <laughs> You're like, Gulf One? How <laughs> far back are we going? Yeah. Oh, and dear. so I'm like, oh, so like, you know, we get to talking to him, just ask him randomly, when was the last time you were in the UK? He's like, ah, 12 years ago. He's yeah. like, oh, so you don't have a family? And he's like, oh, well, I have like my brothers. And he lifts off like a fair amount of family. But nothing that That no he just wife. like does not see. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, is that not weird? Like, like yeah, for most people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, another guy kind of chimes in and he's talking to like, oh, I haven't seen my kids in like two years. And I'm just like, fuck. So you just send them a check and yeah. you never see them. Like, yeah. is that not? Well, I talked to them on FaceTime and like, and I realized what? like when you go down that road is like you become unfit for public consumption. Yeah. And that's why they don't go home. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they have to be somebody they, else that they can't be. Yeah. Like you get a, you get accustomed to the uh, expat life. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's like in a way. It's like I have the money and the means mm -hmm. to live like a king mm -hmm. as long as I'm not in the UK. But if I go back to the UK, yeah. my family know me as James. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just James. I'm not this fucking badass. badass. I'll fucking kill you like if you look at me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, this you know really what I mean? Cool and person. I have to go get a fucking nine to five. 
no, I'll kill myself. Like, yeah. and but you I, see I, that happen. You though. see that happen. And that's a big part of it. That's the big issue. I think one of the reasons the suicide rate is so bad is like guys, they leave the core or they leave the army or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, that's their whole identity. That's their whole world. Mm-hmm. And the civilians have no value for it whatsoever. They don't. You would think they would be, you would think people in the leadership positions would be taking advice from yeah. those people because they are they have been in every situation which way to sunday yeah. and can tell you the best possible outcomes and ways to handle it so that you have the best possible outcomes well and here's the other thing is like fuck if if you can harness that drive mm-hmm. of a fucking mm-hmm. soldier mm-hmm. you'll have the best workforce like people will follow you into the yeah. gates of hell and it literally would do anything for you and you see that you see that with people like um like Jocko his yeah, leadership yeah. his leadership and all of that and you and you hear if you listen to any podcast with him you hear stories about him and they're like yeah when when Jocko got out do you think he uh do you think he like returned any of his kid or like no <laughs> no no, no. Jocko right said I'm bye yeah like because it, he he was the leadership outweighs everything when you have somebody that talented at that exactly. and such in an experience like you would think that should translate into civilian or even police force yeah. you know education because you guys have such a unique perspective on um situations that police training it could be uh it could be so helpful to police training to help those people who are never gonna never really going to be in a position to be in a you know maybe a multi-person firefight unless they've deployed so you're asking you know people to go into the police departments and have that possibly happen there's no way they're trained for that god no no so um so can you tell me what what is it now that you find that helps you the most when you uh when you're having any sort of issues like if you you know after having conversations between you and i we've you've said, you know, it's affected you. And, and I know you're you're somewhat open to talking about that. Yeah. And I think that's important because people that one look like you and that were SF like you and that were, you know, in super gnarly, gnarly, like fighting, like I think they have this perception and maybe I could be wrong that they have to be a certain way and you have to hold yourself accountable a certain way. And I think that's uh, detrimental to your mental health. Yeah, I think there's definitely an element of being let's say the highest tier mm-hmm. like if you think of the military as like a caste system yeah like <laughs> which is why i think there's a tendency of sf guys to shit on lower class units yeah and again i'm not saying it's right no but right? i get it i but, think everybody can get it and so i i think that might help kind of explain that mm-hmm. inclination of SF guys to be. do that is because you view yourself as the top dog. But the problem with the military is every regiment, every unit views himself as the top dog. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, when the fucking shit hits the floor, yeah, or hits the fan, sorry, you know, yeah, that you're not. We are, yeah, right? like, you, can, <laughs> you can pretend yeah. and play toy, you know, toy guns, but eventually we'll get called in to do the heavy lifting, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, and again, I think it's all fucking important and valuable of course like, it is if there it's wasn't a, guys collective. servicing the helicopters to come and fucking pick us up exactly we'd be dead exactly right and likewise if there wasn't artillery people yeah we send give us shit a, we give we all talk shit to each other and we all, all navy this and air force this and yeah. you know blah 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 but at the end of the day it's we're all very uh needed 
for lack of a better term, but it's necessary. And yeah, because it's cohesive. If you don't have, if you're missing a piece, if you're, if you're missing the Air Force, you, can you imagine yeah. the amount of times? Fuck. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so it's, we give anyway, shit, but. using that kind of caste system analogy, I think what it does is it creates this attitude of like, even if I'm not fucking mm -hmm. the hardest, toughest guy in the room, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to act like I am. Yeah. Um, puff your chest and that, out like that comes even not just in like the physical, like being the most physically present guy, but also like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Close is nothing wrong with me. Yeah, the quick. Like, why answer. the fuck would I? Why would you even ask me that? Yeah. Why would you even think um, to ask me of all people that? Right. And so, oh, you know the shit I've seen. I'm not fucking struggling. You're fucking struggling. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I have. I could scroll through my phone right now with WhatsApp messages from my British friends, and yeah. you all fucking know who you are. Yeah. And I get same, same and, shit. And so, it's that. In, and here's the other thing. There's definitely a cultural thing. Like in the UK, just people do not give a fuck. Yeah. To hear that you're struggling. No. I, you have and to that's be hard. a big cultural problem we have in the UK. Boys don't cry. Yeah. Like. It, yeah. It's very uh, unsupportive to veterans. Like, I'll tell you this. On day one, I got out in the military. I didn't know what I was going to do yet. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a job lined up. Had mm -hmm. nowhere to live. Mm -hmm. I walked in the fucking, like, council office. Be like, hey, here's my situation. I just got out of the military. I heard, like, if you're unemployed and shit, you can, mm -hmm. like, get a flat. Mm -hmm. Right? And they're like, okay, well, let me just look you up. So I give them, like, my national insurance number and shit. Yeah. They fucking look me up. And they're like... Well, it says here that you made this much money in the past year, so you're on your own. But I, I, <laughs> like, I'm fucking homeless. What are you talking about? I'm on my own. Like that doesn't. You, that how does that compute? I don't understand yeah. how that makes sense. And so, so that that was literally. I was just told to fuck off. Like the and that right there, that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's that, like there's the fucking disconnect. There's yeah. the problem. But, and were you making even that much? No, I mean, you, you were, make more money when you're on tour for sure. But but that money like, doesn't fucking no, end up in your taxed. bank until months later, and it's taxed. Yeah, and it's taxed. Certain certain times are taxed. Uh, you get a, for us, it wasn't taxed. We did um, our, when we were on tour, we were not taxed. But then when we, because we were front lines, we were, uh, we got a danger pay on top yeah. of that. Right? But you don't, you don't see all of that. And, and even when you come home, something they don't talk about is, uh, you might have all that money, but you might also be addicted to gambling and drugs real fucking quick and True, blow yeah. all of that, and now you're homeless. Well, and you've spent, like, I fucking joined the court at 16. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've spent yeah. the last four years of my life living fucking work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So There's on a night left. out, yeah. I'll fucking spend 400 pounds. Yeah. And I get paid 2,000, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, it's not it's evening not, out, like, even in the slightest, but you're in that position. Yeah. Exactly. Because when you're on base, you use your JPA and you fucking eat for pennies. Yeah. yeah. Right? But, but then like, you realize you go out in the real world and shit is expensive. Like we used to go fucking sit in a restaurant, have a curry, yeah. you know, and we play credit card roulette for the bill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like everyone throw a credit card in. Yeah. We pick one, that guy's paying. And yeah. it cost him fucking 1,200 pounds because yeah. he's got to feed seven guys and their drinking habits. And their drinking like, habits that are highly, highly yeah. developed at this point in time. <laughs> like you guys know how to drink now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, like, in the Royal Marines, you just drink like you don't want to live. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, uh... I remember going on, like, breakfasts. <laughs> like, I remember we'd finish PT. We'd get back. Everybody would be showered. And staff would go, all right, let's go to the mess hall. And we would go to the mess hall, and we would have breakfast. And guys would be doing uh, doubles of bourbon yeah, and oh, all yeah. of this. And then afterwards, everyone's like, 
All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it would just fuck off. Been out, head to the bar. Yeah, like, that's it. And then guys would go out and drink, or guys would whatever. They have families who, you know, but most of the guys I served with were they yeah. were my age. They're 18, exactly. 19. So they're not. They're no. work hard, play hard. They come in. They come into the unit during a drug test. Oh, God. And they're, you know, you know, they were coked out of their mind the Trying night before. Trying to buy piss off of the guy next no, to him. No, because you know what some of the staff would do? They would just kind of go, oh, you might want to go check your car for something now get out before the door's locked yeah, yeah. because you know you're about to deploy and they can't lose another guy on the guns. Yeah. That's just the way, like you work hard oh, and yeah. play hard at that age and when you're just in the, you know, working for the government you're just a grunt. You, yeah, that's what happens. You blow yeah. your money. So I, um, I want to, I want to wrap up with uh, just asking what do you find is most effective for you um, with, in treating in your mental. In terms of calming the demons. And, yeah, calming the demons and then um, what do you hope that we can, you know, change so i think like interestingly enough like after i left the military i kind of found faith um in a very like roundabout fashion like it's not like i walked into a church building and fucking had this great revelation i started talking with an old friend of mine mm -hmm. uh, he's a pastor of his own like house church and okay. he just started talking to me about it and i was like you know what man like shit makes a lot of sense to me mm -hmm. and then so i you know I threw my faith, I kind of realized like, oh shit, like talks about in the Bible, like a lot of what I'm dealing with mm -hmm. and kind of talks on how to deal with some of that shit. So I was able to use that and I get like, faith's not for everyone. And I no, think- No, but it spoke so, to you and that's, yeah. hey, and it's think, for like, you, man. That's A lot that's of the time, you know, people will see shit and they're like, how can there be a God and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. I, trust me, like, I had all the questions too. You know what I, I mean? So I, like, I, <laughs> trust me, of all people, I've yeah. been there. Have you not seen my sweet ass? It's, I have a hole in it. Yeah. Like I know, I've questioned it too. And so like, yeah, I, you know, and honestly for me, it was just faith that was able to kind of like, I was really able to relate to like the struggles of like archetypes in the Bible mm -hmm. to like the struggles I'm dealing with post-military. And yeah, like that resonates with me. And whether that's like, the Bible or whether it's like the words of like a philosopher like Marcus Aurelius or like Plato yeah. or whatever, you know, your poison is like, I think you've just got to find that thing mm -hmm. and whatever it is. And, and I, I think it's a really shitty part is like everyone turns to the depressants, you know, it's like alcohol, alcohol gambling, drugs, gambling, drugs, like promiscuity, yeah, like, like rip your family apart, like just and it, and it just fucking sucks because like it's this effect. It's veterans, effect. like I said, if you can harness like that element of oh, yeah. them and you can fucking set them to task like you're gonna have a worker like you've never seen and i just like i've worked for one civvy like <laughs> since leaving the military and the fucking yeah. guy sucks mm -hmm. he's a scumbag like liar like tried to take advantage of me yeah like people and, like people like you 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 put yourself out there yeah and until somebody does you wrong yeah, you know, you, you you go full for them, and and but that's that's the veteran community. I yeah. feel like you're not gonna get that in yeah, and every. That's, yeah, and that's no. what's weird is like, I, I that's the thing I found like with civvies. The big difference is like, you know, you picture your average city worker. Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, I maybe did two hours of work today. You're, yeah. You guys are welcome. Thank me yeah. for my service. <laughs> you're like, um, actually, yeah, is there any danger in you working the eight we pay you for? Or? Yeah, yeah, any of it? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people out there like, yeah, but that's normal. I'm like, 
but that's not normal. But it doesn't need to be normal. Yeah, like it mm-hmm. shouldn't be normal. That's mm-hmm. bad. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Like, Stop perpetuating that behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it's not helping anybody or our society in any way, shape, or form. And they get good wages and good yeah. benefits. And benefits then you see like fucking things. veterans that I'm homeless and I fucking, yeah. my, you know, I'm addicted to gambling or I'm addicted to alcohol yeah. or whatever. And it's like, you just wrecked his life. Because, he, just needs a, he just needed a helping hand. He needed yeah. a minute. He needed somebody to take 10 minutes and point him in the right direction and give him a leg up. Yeah. And that's all it often takes. It doesn't always take this huge undertaking. Sometimes no. it just takes somebody knowing that they answered the phone on the other end. Yeah. That's literally it. That's as simple as it can be. Totally. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what I hope will change. What do you, uh, what do you have coming up that oh, helps to so, raise awareness? So I know we, we did something together last year. Yeah. It was pretty great. It was cool. I'm going to name drop. All right. We had some incredible people show up. We not only you guys, you know, we did this huge row-a-thon with James, um, with his fire department, and they raised funds for Wounded Warriors and Honor House in British Columbia. And um, you got somehow, you got like the Neil McDonough from Band of Brothers and Goddamn Avengers to come to our row-a-thon. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was. It happened kind of by chance. His mother-in-law lives where I'm a firefighter. And uh, yeah. uh, uh, luckily, uh, the chief had reached out to him and he was Just. scheduled work and he was able to come and like row with us for an hour or so. Yeah, and then he hung dope. out to do like signatures and he hung out for a while. He was he there was for like there. three hours. He like, rode. He rode like a champ. Yeah, he, he was no, mouthing off the whole time. He was time. mouthing like, off just like he had served, just like he had done <laughs> in the films. And he he was exactly who you hoped he would be yeah he was awesome but he's also a big man of faith though right? yeah huge yeah. uh yes whole family very yeah. religious and like uh very i would say family community oriented which i love about him like i think that's what's so cool just to see him like be so selfless with his time as somebody at that caliber which just doesn't yeah normally give don't that presume that of someone of his caliber right you would no You'd think like, okay, I did my rowing out of here. Like, I know I want to get him on here because he, when we were at the rowing event, he was telling me some pretty incredible information about his family and yeah. his military background, and I was just like, it was. It sounded incredible. I think so. it wasn't his grandfather, grandfather or his like father West that served. Point yeah, and West all that. Point, yeah, mm-hmm. which is super cool. It like, is. Yeah, his history is is fascinating. So, so this year. We're doing it again. We are doing it again. It's a little different with the COVID BS. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it's it's gonna be good. We got uh, two rowers. Yeah, we're gonna row them straight for 24 hours. And um, people can donate on the GoFundMe. And people can donate on our GoFundMe. I think if you type in uh, Point Roberts Row mm-hmm. on GoFundMe, you'll find our link there, and yeah. you can. Uh, We'll leave that open, and you guys are able to donate to that. And we're going to live stream. And we're going to live stream from here. From here, from the Brass and Unity offices. And we're going to... And that's going to gonna be on your guys' It's going to be on Brass and Unity. It's going to be on my personal page. I'm sure I'm going to make Coleman come and at some point, and it'll be, <laughs> I'll make it put it on Coleman's. He won't like it, but he'll he'll do <laughs> he'll, it because he'll he do loves it, Coleman. us. Coleman, come on! And um, we'll, we'll probably have Honor House going as well, because yep. that's where the proceeds so are going. So the proceeds are all going to Honor House this year. Yeah, and um, we'll make sure to live stream. they do work with uh yeah both first responders and veterans struggling yes. with ptsd and, heavily uh the really cool thing is like i like like what we were just talking about is they are that facilitator of that they are conversation yeah. like mm-hmm. hey I, I just need somewhere to go that's like, it yeah you just I? need to be able to have that open door policy yeah and they have that and yeah. the way they spend their funds and the way that they they put every dime to. They have one paid employee in that entire place that runs that, that guy place. is busy. <laughs> Jesus. Craig, <laughs> Craig 
Craig is a human machine yeah. who never stops and somehow puts is so damn selfless and puts himself in front of everyone. And um, we actually have Al Dijanova coming on tomorrow to talk nice. about it on our house. So yeah, cool. we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Roathon with them as well so that they know a little more what's going on. And um, I just, I, I, I do want to say thank you, James, because... There are, we literally could go for another three hours and I think I'm going to have you on again, but it's going to be a complete political episode because oh, nice. I feel yeah. like that needs to happen. After Trump wins, we can just talk Well, that's talk today, policy. so yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but this episode, I do believe, like these will be dropping, I think this Friday. So, I mean, we'll, we'll be, can you imagine if we, we come back and, and it's Biden? Oh, God. Your head would God explode. help you if yeah. it's Biden, America. Like, yeah. yeah. God help the free world. Well. I don't know what free is anymore. Yeah, true. So anyway, James, <laughs> I just thank you so much, number one, for your service. Uh, you don't have to say anything. I know it's awkward. Um, I thank you for paving the way for um, other vets because I think that's important. And I and I really appreciate you as a, as a vet who has been at the caliber of soldier that you have to come out and be honest and open and about your mental health and and um, what we you know we need to do to fix this problem and totally. um, I'd love to have you on again and continue your continued service as a firefighter uh, which is you know you don't have to be doing that you could be doing a normal job but I think I think I'd rather die I think you would rather <laughs> die so we'll leave it at that so I just want to say thank you to uh, James thank you to the team as usual Coleman and Coleman, far away visuals go, as usual and um, Tim Hortons and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, you know what's up. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, that's all for this episode of the Brass and Unity podcast, and uh, we'll see you all next week. At the end of every episode of the Brass and Unity podcast, I will be featuring an incredible charity that is actually doing the hard work uh, that I am trying to fund so much so. So at this episode of the podcast, I am going to talk about Honor House briefly. It's in British Columbia, Canada, and it is a home away from home and a place of recovery for those in the Canadian Armed Forces, emergency service personnel, and vets and their families. If you are looking for somewhere to donate or place any of your money, Honor House is the perfect place for it. Do yourself a favor, take a look at honorhouse.ca, and we'll see you all at the next episode.